so what happens to us now? <sighs> a life of desperation and anguish, I'm afraid. Your addiction will start off slowly, magazines, internet sites, but then as you keep chasing your high, your taste will get more and more dangerous. Most likely, you'll end up going the way of David Carradine and Michael Hutchins. Autoerotic asphyxiation. I don't want to go into too much detail, but you choke yourself with a belt around your neck while masturbating dressed up like Batman or something, then you pass out from lack of air, and apparently it makes your orgasm super awesome. Oh, no. I don't want to have to buy a Batman costume. Hey, is this fucking... What are we doing over here? I have something to say. Oh. Well, that's not very interesting. Hello? Testing? Check. One, two, three, four. Caleb Stevenson. Because this virus essentially was invented. Abs and a six-pack. Yeah, maybe Michelle Obama like, might be a man. I don't know. I'm smoking weed, drinking vodka. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be fine? I will flat out shoot you in the fucking face. What the fuck's going on? I have a crystal meth medical card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doctor prescribed. It's Abs and a Six Pack, broadcasting live from East Tennessee. We're joined by Bishop and DC Girl of the Smash Cast. What's up? Hey. So many familiar faces and or sounds in the intro. So many familiar voices. Love it. Oh yeah, so just took a bunch of. I have a couple, like three different versions in the intro, just using sound bites of episodes with different guests on. So, I, I, are the rumors true? Is Smashcast the sexiest podcast in the universe still? We think so. Nice. I didn't know it was a rumor. I thought it was just like pure truth. Any anything else would be <laughs> fake news. I've listened to the full back catalog, some of them more than once. So <laughs> I I know, I'm, at least I'm pretty sure you might have touched on it, but you've never done a full episode about sex addiction. So before I saw you uh, were wanting to do the VP coverage, I pulled a bunch of sex addiction clips. So I figured okay. we can start the episode <laughs> off with uh, Kamala versus Pence and then right. end with some sex addiction in a true smash cast fashion. Awesome. Sounds perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Sweat. Nice. Super so did sweat. You did you pull some VP clips as well? No, because I didn't okay. really. I, I, I was. I saw that message like three hours after you sent it, and I was like, I'd already right. done my thing. So I'll, nope, I'll, nope. I'll have some input on it. Um, no, no. But no clips. Kamala versus Pence, huh? Is that tonight or tomorrow, the debate? It's it's tonight. In about oh. Less than three hours. That's not even fair, though, because you're putting a, a vice president against a president or presidential candidate, I guess. We all know Joe's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, I almost get, thought, I almost thought you way. meant that the other way around, like Trump's going to die of COVID. I have been seeing from uh, Trump supporters on Twitter that they think... Uh, and we talked about this a little bit in the No Agenda Twitter group chat we have going. They they think that Trump is dead and he's been replaced by a body double or a clone. They're like, his tweets aren't the same anymore. His hair is different. His face looks different. It's the roids. There's no, there's no <laughs> other person shaped like that on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how they could find doubles for a guy like that. Like, It would be impossible. Uh, well. Yeah, no. I, I, uh, let's I, be I, nice. 
Yeah, it, I mean, depending on who you ask, he's either on death's door or he's faking it and he's totally fine. So. <laughs> well, we can't attack a president. <laughs> right. I think he's going to be okay. But um, even Nick the Rat seemed to uh, kind of lend some credence to the body double theory. And I know they said on no agenda that he was, uh, he had the mask on walking to the helicopter. It was like, eh, it didn't look like him. Hair wasn't right. So I don't know. Yeah, but he's, he's like, is he like 6'3 or something? Yeah, something like about, that. Yeah. And, he's, and he's got kind of like a weird body shape. Like I just, it'd be tough to find somebody that's that's got the same sort of body shape. I guess makeup can do a bit, but I don't it's know. It's unique. Yeah, it's it's, it's really its own unique. thing. And I just wish I had time. I'd get on one of those boats. I'm sure. I'm sure he would. <laughs> uh, man, I'd like to go boating with Trump. Do a little fishing. <laughs> you know, he's not. Um, he's he's not a. Yacht or yachter is he? He doesn't have a yacht for a rich guy. That's like the one thing he's not into, huh? He's got golf courses. Uh, he's got the rest. You'd think he'd have like a golden yacht with a golf course on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's surprising. Well, um, what uh, what should we start off with this uh, Pence Kamala thing? Because I I don't know about you guys, I'm not really a fan of either one. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I think we can start with those prime. We go back to the the primary, the presidential primary 2020, when it was sort of um, Biden versus Harris. Uh, kind of go, go back to that. So I have the three clips from the primary, where we see how uh, Biden and Harris used to feel about each other. You can start okay, with Harris it. on busing. Let's do it, Senator Harris. You have also been quite critical of Vice President, Vice President Biden's policies um, on race, specifically on the issue of busing in the 1970s, having benefited from busing uh, when you were uh, a young child. Vice President Biden says that your current position on busing, you're opposed to federally mandated busing, that that position is the same as his position. Is he right? That is simply false. And let's be very clear about this. When Vice President Biden was in the United States Senate working with segregationists to oppose busing, which was the vehicle by which we would integrate America's public schools, had Literally I been in the vehicle. United States Senate at that time, I would have been completely on the other side of the aisle. And let's be clear about this. Had those segregationists their way, I would not be a member of the United States Senate, Cory Booker would not be a member of the United States Senate, and Barack Obama would not have been in the position to nominate him to the title he now holds. I, don't, I didn't remember Obama being nominated to president. I thought he got voted in. It could just be me. Yeah, that memory. is... That's, yeah. Well, I mean, memory. it depends how conspiratorial you want to get. Yeah, you could say he was nominated by the deep state or the CIA or... The chosen one, true. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Bush was nominated, and then Jeb Bush got nominated, but Trump kneecapped that whole point. And I, and I just I think it's good, good to remember how Harris and Biden used to feel about each other. Um, now they're tight. Now, was there a candidate that dropped out before Kamala? I want to say even Marianne Williamson dropped out after Kamala did. I mean, <clears throat> I personally feel like they don't drop out until they're done paying themselves a salary out of their campaigns right. so like when somebody drops out to me doesn't seem to mean much <laughs> what else but it does uh, when like the yeah. person that dropped out first or one of the first ends up getting the vp slot sure. 
Yeah, she may have been notified early. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Like, get out so that, and then you'll have a chance. Get out. <laughs> right. Well, she, she she took away a whooping from uh, from Tulsi, so. Yes, I have I have two whooping clips from from Tulsi. Um, so I have yeah, I have part one and part two. I cut out Harris's response in the middle because it was kind of pointless. But I feel like yeah, so Tulsi. Yeah, you can start with part one. Uh, Tulsi. I remember watching this live, and I was <laughs> like, "Girl." It was it was amazing. I still got a Tulsi bumper sticker. I want to bring in Congresswoman Gabbard. Congresswoman Gabbard, you took issue with Senator Harris confronting Vice President Biden at the last debate. You called it a quote, false accusation that Joe Biden is a racist. What's your response? I want to bring the conversation back to the broken criminal justice system that is disproportionately negatively impacting black and brown people all across this country today. Now, Senator Harris says she's proud of her record as a prosecutor and that she'll be a prosecutor president, but I'm deeply concerned about this record. There are too many examples to cite, but she put over 1,500 people in jail for marijuana violations and then laughed about it when she was asked if she ever smoked marijuana. Hey. She blocked evidence. Woo. She blocked evidence that would have freed an innocent man from death row until the courts forced her to do so. She kept people in prison beyond their sentences to use them as cheap labor for the state of California. And she fought to keep cash you, bail system in place that impacts poor people in the worst kind of way. Thank you, Congresswoman. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Stop, stop speaking the truth. Thank you. <laughs> shut up. Please shut up. Now. There was there was at least three times during those debates with Tulsi where she started bad mouthing like um, war or the pharmaceutical industry, and it would be like that just happened to be the moment that they cut to commercial. They're like, all right, we have to take our scheduled commercial break. To yeah, advertise. Oh, sorry, your mic's not working. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Part two. Uh, well, I was going to say with part one, I think um, it was I like the beginning because uh, whatever they asked her is totally different. And she's like, I just want to bring the conversation back around to what I want to talk about. <laughs> love yeah, it. love it. OK, yeah. Part two. The first question Tulsi got in the first yeah. debate she was in, if I'm remembering right, was like, hey, Tulsi, you remember when you were homophobic? <laughs> oh, wow. You remember yeah, that? Like she was I against gay marriage. Right. I mean, a lot of people. She pivoted pretty well, but it was like, yeah. yeah. She was the only candidate getting like shit on by the moderators. God. Well, she was the only candidate with a brain, right? So. True. Bottom line is, Senator Harris, when you were in a position to make a difference and an impact in these people's lives, you did not. And worse yet, in the case of those who were on death row, innocent people, you actually blocked evidence from being revealed that would have freed them until you were forced to do so. There is no excuse for that. And the people who suffered under your reign as prosecutor, oh, you owe them an apology. Was the audience clapping for Tulsi or clapping for Kamala locking up innocent people? Hard to tell. <laughs> I know. Good question. Maybe a little bit of both. Um, <laughs> the lack of interrupting in this uh, debate's uh, staggering compared to the last one we all saw. Yeah, especially when there was like 10 people on that one and two in the last one. And they were very well behaved. There was like twenty five people. They were very well, yeah. <laughs> very well behaved. Yeah, and the clips, the clips are really clear. So, like the the Trump campaign should probably just just throw those into a commercial. <laughs> they already have all their talking points done for them from their own yeah. people. Right. So, yeah, when I was looking for clips, you know, for the vice president candidates, it's it it's so easy to find gaffes from from Kamala, but 
man, Pence is pretty, uh, he's, he's a pro. I mean, he really, um, I actually just heard before we got on the air, I was listening to a local uh, radio station here and they were saying that Pence uh, started in radio as a radio host. Yeah. They've been talking about that on no agenda uh, recently. Yeah. It's just radio background. Yeah. He very rarely gaffes or gets caught up in some of the stuff that some of these others do. So anyway, so we have a whole bunch of, I have, I have four clips that um, talk about, Kamala's uh, stance on um, various things. We can start with Kamala on Colbert, which will tell us how she really feels about her uh, debates with Biden. Yeah, this was yeah this was outrageous. I remember that this was crazy. Well, from the from an outsider um, who uh, d- doesn't really know both of you very well, yeah. your relationship, which seems like a good one now. Really does bring home the you know the 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 the, uh, the old phrase politics makes for strange uh, let's say partnerships, because in those debates you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. I mean they were his teeth were like chiclets all over the stage, and now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him. How does that transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And, and now you guys seem to be pals. It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It I was mean, a debate. <laughs> so you don't mean it. <laughs> oh, man, if that clip goes further, too, she goes like, it was a debate where we were debating things about the debate. Uh, yeah. Ridiculous. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, she's just not good. She's not uh, savvy. For how long she's like been a public speaker, you'd think she'd have uh, at least somebody in her ear coaching her how to handle shit like that better. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, she also lacks like the sort of charisma that uh, a presidential or vice presidential candidate should have. I know Pence, he's got his radio background, but she's just kind of, she's kind of like that annoying lady that uh, I don't know calls the cops on you when you're out drinking or something. I don't know. She just seems like she's going to be a just say Karen. She seems like a cunt. Yeah. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A Karen, Karen Harris, <laughs> Karen. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she, she just seemed, uh, I mean, there was, I'm sure there were better ways to explain why they were, why she was being so hard on him besides writing it off as it's a debate and it doesn't matter. Like it. Yeah. That was stupid. Oh, Kamala. She's no good. No, no. So let's um, <clears throat> so let's go to listen to her opinion. So on music, and this is um, this is gonna be. There's two clips uh, that I'm sure you've heard plenty of times today, because I've heard them constantly all over the radio. Um, we have uh. Kamala's two favorite musicians, um, Tupac and <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg. And uh, well, I just read that the Trump campaign is leaving a ticket, a free ticket at the debate tonight for Tupac. Um, they're leaving <laughs> one, they are, they're leaving one free ticket. Who knew that the debates had like a will call kind of like ticket pickup, but they have reserved a ticket for, for Tupac. So let's start with um, Kamala on um, Snoop Dogg. Hey y'all, snippety diggity. Mm-hmm. What does Kamala Harris listen to? What were you what listening to when you was high? Uh, <laughs> what was on? What song was? It? 
Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh huh. Uh, Tupac, Tupac for sure. For sure. People quickly jumped on what they saw as a contradiction, given that Tupac and Snoop Dogg were not producing music while she was in college. <laughs> it sounded like she was. I can't tell if she said Tupac for sure or Tupac Shakur. Oh, you're right. I don't think um, she knew the difference, to be honest. Yeah. So. Do we think she was actually smoking weed to Tupac after college, or did she just smoke weed in college and make up who she was listening to? Because she claimed she only smoked weed in college. So do we think she still smokes weed and, and, and or smoked weed after college? Or did she I bet she never even has smoked weed. Most people that have thing, at least yeah. smoked weed a couple of times in their life aren't as big a dicks as her. She was so giggly about it, like it was... um. So taboo like, that makes me think she yeah. hasn't done it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Tulsi called her out yeah. for uh, locking people up for weed, even though she supposedly or laughed about smoking it. So. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think she's she was trying to be cool in a lot of ways that she's not. And that's okay. You don't have to be cool. I, I think she's trying too hard to be cool. Like, like Elizabeth Warren levels of trying too hard to be cool. <laughs> oh, like, let me open this a, beer. Let's have a beer. Yep. Let's have a beer together. <laughs> Okay, so we can go to we can go back to we can go to her on um Tupac to um even further drive home her her commitment to rap. <laughs> and then uh best rapper alive. Tupac. <laughs> He's not alive. You said he lives on. But not alive. I know. I keep doing that. <laughs> you said listen, West Coast girls think Tupac lives on. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Tupac, keep going. I keep, I keep doing that. Um <laughs> Who would I say? I mean, there's so many. I mean, you know, it. I. Does it does Kamala strike you as somebody that's on a lot of pills? Like, especially in the debates, like she seemed loopy during some of those. Like, it's like it seems like she's on like oxys or something. She might be. I mean, or on the, maybe she's on the weed. <laughs> I don't know, because, like, people were like, making no, jokes she, about, like, she's yeah. smoking weed, but it really seems, like, I've known people that are hooked on painkillers, and Kamala strikes me as that type of, like, a wine-drinking house mom on Vicodin or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's more it. I mean, if it was weed, she wouldn't have that annoying cackle. That's true. Right. Yeah, she might, you know, who knows? She might be doing, like, nitrous before the debate. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything past her to try to be cool and hip. Who knows? I'm not sure what the kids are into these days, but I'm sure she does. Fucking um, nitrous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't imagine Kamala doing whippets, but I guess anything's possible. Oh, come on. It's just very under the radar, you know? <laughs> um, so we can go to, um, you know, every, you know what? I, every time I'm about to say her name, I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. I, I, like every time. It's Kamala, right? Kamala. Camel toe hair puss. Right. <laughs> So we can go to Kamala on weed. I lost. I lost. There we go. There we go. There are a lot of reasons why we need to legalize. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. Like and I, and I inhaled. I did, in, I did inhale. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> but yes. So if it was legalized all throughout the country and... <laughs> Medicinal? Would you, you know, do it? Listen, again? I think that it gives a lot of people joy, and we need more <laughs> joy. <laughs> 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 
I've learned my lesson. I'm never, ever, ever going to smoke weed again. <laughs> it's bringing me a lot of joy right now. I could, I could tell you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I hope she, um, I hope somebody holds her to that legalization thing. I mean, I didn't know vice presidents could do that, but I think she, well, she was running for president at, at that time. She needs to. We've been talking about this a lot. I mean, if Trump just legalized weed, the election would be over. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't do it. I mean, it'd be guaranteed, guaranteed a strong stance on it. Yeah. Maybe that's the October surprise. I mean, it worked for Trudeau, so. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine if Trump had a like similar blackface scandal as Trudeau had? Even one of the multiple ones Trudeau had? Oh, I gosh. Mean, our governor here in Virginia had a blackface scandal. and Oh, God. No, don't make a start on Northam. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the coof. He's got the COVID right now, even though we have a mask mandate. <laughs> he's got the COVID. So either, either he wasn't following the rules... Or the masks don't work, and I just—I saw like it when work. <laughs> right, yeah, I saw when they when they had the um, they were talking about outline. Um, I think I guess it was just um, ARs. That huge gun rally that turned off went off without a hitch, totally mm -hmm. peaceful. But they said it was like white nationalists, even though it was mm -hmm. like blacks and Hispanics turning out for that thing. Mm -hmm. And Asian, um, a lot of Asians, yeah. Yeah, I was seeing news stories about Northam like during that time had outlawed uh any kind of martial arts training like karate jujitsu yes because they were worried that the group's going to be training yeah uh, like large so crazy groups. yeah 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 northam well, is a piece of shit yeah we keep the baby comfortable you remember when alex jones was on joe rogan talking about yes. northam yes. you saw that yes. piece of shit kk governor it's like they're taking their fucking babies and harvesting their organs <laughs> yeah and his uh lieutenant governor was accused of rape so it's like you know it's par for the course here for democratic candidates i guess Ugh. it's a sad state of affairs <laughs> Quite yo 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 i got guns i'll hurt y'all take you down i'm a dangerous thug yeah they yeah they just um did this citywide ban of guns in parks for some reason which was the biggest oh like, guns in park okay i thought you said guns and parks i was no, like what's wrong with parks I got you. <laughs> and you walk, cut through a park. You, for some reason, once you enter the park, you can't have a gun, and because there were like no shootings going on in parks, but for some reason they just like kind of pulled this thing. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So let's go back to, to the VP stuff. So I think we we talked a lot about Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Yeah, we talked a lot about Kamala, right? We, I think we covered all of her her wonderful stuff. So I think I want to. I think I want to go back in time and visit some old VP debates and then move into Pence because I kind of feel like moving into Pence and then into the sex addiction is a natural progression of topics, don't you think? I mean, right. When yeah. I think Pence, sense. I think raw sex appeal, right? Okay. So we can go way back to 1988 and I got the, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people will remember this. They might even remember it happening live. I don't, but the I have the VP in 1988, uh, Lloyd Benton, Dan Quayle, sick burn. If that situation, which would be very tragic, happens, I will be prepared to carry out the responsibilities of the presidency of the United States of America. And I will be prepared to do that 
I will be prepared not only because of my service in the Congress, but because of my ability to communicate and to lead. It is not just age, it's accomplishments, it's experience. I have far more experience than many others that sought the office of Vice President of this country. I have as much experience in the Congress as Jack Kennedy did when he sought the presidency. I will be prepared to deal with the people in the Bush administration if that unfortunate event would ever occur. Senator Benson. Senator, I served with Jack Kennedy. I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. Senator, you're no Jack Kennedy. <laughs> now, that I was Dan Quayle that made the burn, right? No, it was uh, Dan Quayle that got burned. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was... Uh, this was a long time ago. He was super Yeah, this young. was six years before I was born, so... Yeah, this was a long time ago. But, um, uh, he, man, he, he was super young. <laughs> I was looking at the video today. He was super young, but... Um, yeah, he got burned, um, and this is probably one of the most famous debate um, moments, really, um, uh, of our, you know, of some of our lifetimes. Um, I think this this always comes up as one of those famous, like, you know, uh, retorts. But see, they didn't, they weren't interrupting each other, and you could really get in these good, yeah. Solid it was the "cause you'd be in jail" mic drop of its era. Yeah, yes, exactly. But it was like they, they, they um, and I think in a lot of, it's, in several of these clips, you'll see that it, because they weren't interrupting each other, it seems like they had more time to use sometimes clearly rehearsed lines. You know, maybe he was saving that line, maybe not. Maybe he came up with it on the cuff. Uh, we're going to get to a Sarah Palin uh, clip uh, eventually where I think she had it prepared. When they give each other time. Don't you know? Yeah. When they give each other time, it's like, it seems like there's a little bit more time to prepare some stuff. Whereas I feel like in the, this, this Trump-Biden debate we just had, I mean, they were just going off book. Yeah, I think, th I think that also might have been, though, because there's like, they're just saying things that are just flat-out lies. Like, they're not even remotely half-truths. So half the arguments were about basic things that they couldn't even agree on. It's the whole dementia, dementia B thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think those old yeah. debates were like that at all. They were, they were a little bit more moderated, and they weren't as extreme, just in terms of what they were talking about. Yes, True. but I would argue part of that was because all those old debates, for the most part, it was like two puppets working for the same puppet master. True. True. Yeah. Access to information is huge now. So, um, before I forget, did you guys see what? I don't, I don't know if it was Dancing with the Star. It wasn't that. It was some show. Sarah Palin was on there like twerking to that song um what was yes. that do you know what i'm talking I about yeah i remember her being i think it was dancing with the stars or something i don't think she got very far it was some song about like big ass booty or whatever <laughs> what song was that i think it was wap by Nicki minaj <laughs> Just kidding. no no hold on um, I, I might have something um uh look up can you can you look up a youtube video and play yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. will that play through look up big booty bitches it's <laughs> a classic sarah palin big booty bitches whoa Go i don't know it. is it is that the right one sarah palin it was baby got back that's what it was oh, oh. okay 
So she's. I can't probably play much, too much of it because of copyright right. on Spotify. But, but let me see. This is Sarah Palin in a giant pink fluffy outfit, dancing and singing along to uh, "Baby Got Back." And was there a giant really, it's in the just background? peak 2020. No. Okay. Here to perform unmasked once and for all. Wow. I can't wait for this. The artist formerly known as the Bear. Y'all make some noise for Governor Sarah Palin. Can I be your hype man? This is crazy. Wow. And her outfit is just like this giant fuzzy pink and blue. Like it's just it's crazy. It's just like peak 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, that's special. I mean, uh, so you think you can, or not? So you think you can dance? Uh, Dancing with the Stars is like D D list. Was Sean Spicer was on that, wasn't he? Probably. I just heard. Um, oh, I think it was yeah. on Hog Story. They were talking about how Carol Baskin from Tiger yes. King was just on there. Yes. Yeah. Th that's. I've like, never watched that show. Yeah. That's that's special. That's. Yeah, new, new new lows. Okay, so we were at... Oh, okay, so we did uh, the sick burn, right? We did that one. Um, we got right. a quail. Oh, wait. Yeah, uh, so there was... Okay, so 1990... Let's take a journey back in time. To, were you alive in 1992? Now I feel really old, by the way. I was born in 94. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. God, I have solid memories from 1994. Um... I'm sorry. I'm not trying to age shame you. Um, no, it's cool. I've realized, like, when I was a guest on Hog Story and on Grumpy Old Bins, I was like, I'm like 10 to 50 you, years younger than everybody else in the No Agenda yeah, family. Yeah, but you don't, um, you don't come off uh, young or like you have an old soul or whatever it is. I'm an old you know? soul. Yeah. Um, All right, okay, you so ready for the next clip there, Sonny? <laughs> All right, so VP, VP debate 1992. Um, we have a three-way because we had Ross Perot. So we have Stockdale v. Gore v. Quail. And this is... Um, so Stockdale was when, Perot's VP? Perot's, yeah, Perot's running mate. And I don't know too much about him. He was in the military. I, I, I don't know, I don't remember um, too much about him. I remember a little bit more about Perot at the time. Perot was um, awesome. But, yeah, it's with his charts and everything. It was oh, yeah, look how here's how you're getting fucked, and you have like a yep. like a charts and chalkboards, like a bar chart. Yeah, <laughs> is this the uh, so, proto Anthony or proto Yang, whatever his name is? Yeah, kind was of. This yeah, the, very. Was mathy. this the only presidential debates that had a third party or a third guy? This might have been the only VP. Yeah, uh, well, I'm trying to think. Were there any three way presidential debates? I believe Ross Pro did he debate. But this may have so. been one of the only three-way, yeah, like years. So this, this worst, was... worst kind of three three-way ever. Though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And uh, okay, so anyway, this is um, this is when they're introducing themselves. Admiral Stockdale, your opening statement, please, sir. Who am I? <laughs> Why am I here? Calls <laughs> it Joe Biden. I was gonna say this is how What's Joe Biden, literally there? Joe Biden. <laughs> There's got to right? be more of a backstory. Because Joe Biden every so single day. Oh, there has to be more of a backstory. I mean, honestly, I think that's just the way he opened. Um, he wasn't trying to act like he was senile. He was a. Uh, he was. They were. They were. Out, you know, him and Pro. They were kind of on the outside. Oh, um, so he was trying cool. to introduce this. Like he was asking rhetorically. Like yes, you're probably wondering, who am I? Why am yes, I here? Yes, 
Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. He was not confused. Um, or yeah. as confused as he sounded. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a kind of a, like a little famous little old VP debate moment. But yeah, pretty funny. You know, self awareness. <laughs> You're talking like a song from the Lion King. Stop that! It makes no sense. Was that Hank Hill? <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I tell you what. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I live in the real world where people sell propane and propane accessories. Is that him or is that somebody doing his voice? No, that that was an impression. That was me. That was, oh, yeah. I was gonna say because like I was like that was like it sounded ninety percent like him. That's really good. All right. One so day I'll pouring, get that last ten percent. I'm pouring a little whiskey. Is anybody else drinking? I'm pouring a little whiskey right now. Uh, yeah. That, as is abs in a six pack tradition. Yes. I forgot to ask everybody what they're drinking yeah. on. I am drinking on sweet water. 420 Mango Kush Wheat Ale IPA. Nice. nice. I've had, I like sweet water. Fish what kind of whiskey you got? I have Suntory Toki. So it's, you know, Suntory is, the, is you know, Japanese whiskey, but it's owned by Beam. Oh, shit. I think I just recently tried that for the first time. Yeah, it's good. It was some kind of Japanese whiskey. Yes. They're, they're very into whiskey, and this is a nice one. Yeah. So I'm having that over ice. Nice. Bishop, what are you drinking? Anything? Uh, no, I'm, I'm lame. I got pre-workout after this. I'm going to hit the gym. Oh, you're drinking your <laughs> pre-workout mix. Nice. <laughs> I've seen people snort lines of pre-workout, but that's... Oh. That's, uh, that's when we get wired. <laughs> yeah. it's. I've seen it happen at multiple works at workspaces, too. Damn. Um, I, last, episode 33 that we just did... Yes, um, I listened to it. Yeah, yeah, so nobody was drinking besides me, and we found out later... That's because Illuminatia is recently pregnant, which she announced on the show. And oh, then at the nice. end, we had, at the end of that, uh, Dame DeLorean of Bowl After <gasps> Bowl was like, I can't hold it in. I'm pregnant too. So I was oh like, oh. We had like <laughs> a double pregnancy announcement third, on that huh? episode. It's, it's got to be our karma. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, Cyril, it's got to be our karma. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But yeah, that was like, it, it, I, I should have known something was up in the dead giveaway at the beginning when everybody was like, yeah, I'm drinking water. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Awesome. No, they're great people, though. So, congrats again yes. to them. Yay. Baby Yay. Karma. Congrats. <laughs> um, okay. So, we were at the Why Am I Here? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, so that was, yeah, a little, a little self awareness, you know, being an outside candidate. I think that was cute. All right. So, we can go back to the VP debate 2008. Um, this one I do remember. Yeah, so Biden versus Palin, and, and I, I I liked this one because I feel like I personally feel like she had prepared this response, and I feel like because they were actually not interrupting each other and giving each other time to speak, there was more time to use one of the many many I assume prepared responses that you you know kind of been studying. So yeah, go ahead. Look, the people in my oh. neighborhood they get it. <laughs> They get it, and they know they've been getting the short end of the stick. So walk with me in my neighborhood. Go back to my old neighborhood in Claymont, an old steel town, or go up to Scranton with me. Scranton. These people know the middle class has gotten the short. Okay, hey, I get. I gotta hear that again. Listen, freaking Joey. Scranton. Listen, Joey. Freak, freaking Scranton. It's like uh, it, the only thing <laughs> before Joe Biden that I knew about Scranton was wasn't that where the office the took office, place? Yes, of yeah, course. Okay, the office, that's all yes. I fucking know about Scranton. So hearing Joe Biden talk about it, it's just like. <laughs> 
in Claymont, an old steel town, or go up to Scranton with me. Brand. These people know the middle class has gotten the short end. The wealthy have done very well. Corporate America has been rewarded some time. We change it. Barack Obama will change it. Governor. I say it ain't so, Joe. There you go again, pointing backwards again, though. You prefaced your whole <laughs> comment with the Bush administration. Now, doggone it. Let's look ahead and tell Americans what we have to plan to do for them in the future. You so I faded this out. Will you shut we up, man. So. <laughs> say that again. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I'll I clip that because of her. Say it ain't so, Joe. I feel like she had to have, like, prepared that. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, perfect. I feel like that's it's it's like a line you come up with, and you're like in the back of your head, like at some point, I'm sure I'll be able mm -hmm. to use this. Yeah, I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job. Well, you done. didn't do very well. <sighs> yeah, he 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 knows. He still knows. I know how to do the job. That's just like the yeah. least convincing way you could say that sentence. Yeah, he's just totally phony. I know how to point. do the job. I know how to do the job. Hire I'm not even me. sure he knows what the job is. <laughs> there was a no. point in the debate where uh, I think it might have happened twice, but at least once Biden was like, I would know what to do if I were running. It's like, Joe, you are running. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I need to oh pull my. that. There's a bunch of clips like that where it's like, man, it would be such a great clip if it wasn't um, fucking every like Chris Wallace and nope. Trump talking over Biden or vice versa. Yeah, there's there so many great quotes in there that it's just like so much crosstalk. You can't even fucking. They were trying to get their semi-rehearsed uh, quips in, and yeah, I was sad. I wish they had released the audio in two different tracks so you could actually like separate it and listen. Yeah. Yeah, they should use clean feed. Exactly. They sh they should have. All right. So as I'm drinking my whiskey here, um, all right. So I Whoa. think. The people. Look. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Look. No, sorry. I like while you were drinking, I was just wanted to hear Sarah Palin the talk Bush again. Administration. Go for it. Now, doggone it. Let's look ahead and tell Americans what we have to plan to do for them in the future. You may. Doggone it. What we have to plan to do? Yeah, she kind of just like rattled off. It was um. Sarah Palin's like your friend's mom, who's like kind of hot. I mean, I think some she's milf energy, like goofy milf solid energy. Hot. I think she's solidly hot. I mean, <laughs> goofy milf energy. I love it. That should just be a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like big dick energy, goofy milf energy. I mean, we all have different. Baby got back. Things we aim for. <laughs> That's right. The back of the shirt says "Baby got back." The front says. <laughs> I like yeah. big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she was. Um. I, I actually kind of wonder um so i think sometimes men and women communicate differently than men and men and women and women and i'm trying not to like not trying to be you know i'm not trying to like be offensive to anybody but i think oh offend um, away well i sort of wonder um well there uh this uh well i mean the trump hillary debate was was pretty rough but they weren't talking over each other and this um Palin, Biden one was was rough where they weren't talking over each other and I'm wondering if the Pence and Kamala one I mean uh, do men feel like less or more like likely to interrupt women or, or vice versa like is there going to be like a different kind of um because there's a male and a female is there going to be a different kind of interaction 
like 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 the Biden Trump thing was like heads butting heads butting. Yeah, good question. Um, is, is there going to be a different kind of energy? With with I mean, I mean Kamala and and um, Mike Pence are, are very different. They're both pretty level headed, kind of different than Trump and. Trump yeah. And exactly. But, I mean, do you feel like this male-female energy thing is going to make it different? I don't know, but I'm looking forward to the maybe the next election or elections ahead where there's two women debating each other. I'll just turn into a straight-up catfight. <laughs> you, you, you want to see, like, a like a, um, apple pie wrestling? Uh, it's kind of American, yeah. Apple An apple pie wrestling kind of thing? Oh, yeah. I take that. Or like mud wrestling or roller derby or like we come up with a lot of different things for women to to do. I mean, Tulsi would smoke anyone. Tulsi's smashable. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. I, she's, I think she's, she's the smash fit. cast candidate of choice. Yes. We endorse <laughs> we have Tulsi. different criteria. I think smash cast might officially endorse Tulsi because you've seen Tulsi, her Tulsi Kanye 2020. <laughs> yes. Absolutely, I think Smashcast is officially <laughs> officially made an endorsement. When, yeah. When can so, we when can we expect the next uh, just a sidebar? <laughs> when can we expect the next Smashcast episode? It's been a minute, right? Yeah, it's been yeah, it's like been a month. I think we're our, so our next topic is is about breakups, and we've been working on it for several several weeks now. And I and I have a um, we have an outline, you know, kind of like when to break up, how to break up, what do you do after the breakup, do you have sex with the ex, like all those different types of things. Um, so I think yeah. we're we're going to go through the whole that whole that whole trajectory. So we're still yeah. working and, on pulling and just clips. and just to give credit where credit is due by by we're preparing for this. It's mostly DC girl. I'm I'm the Dvorak of the, the group, so I just walk in and start talking. <laughs> don't really uh, do really do any show prep. <laughs> he shows yeah, up. That's how and my I, co-hosts and I bring are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um uh, I just yeah. uh I just uh, looked at the chat and realized apparently when I hit my mute button on clean feed and cough, it's because I'm sick. It still goes straight through into the stream. So I see some people going like cough button. <laughs> oh, but I so promise sorry. on the actual recording, the coughs aren't yeah. recorded. How many people are, are listening? Are there like two, three? I don't even know. Five. Usually, I think the most we've had is like 13. <gasps> what? Oh, let, me, let me see. Oh, wait, but that was, when, uh, oh, that was when Patriot J was on, I think. Nice. He's got that 50k Twitter follow, so he can send out the best. Oh, wow. Yeah, I listened to some of that that episode. Yeah, nice. Okay, so we have. All right, so I did. So we did say it ain't so, Joe. Okay, so I think, um, another. So I, th- I just a, just a sweet, a sweet cute moment, and I, and I kind of hope that this moment gets re- recaptured um, sometime during this presidential debate season. But if you go to Prez Debate 2016, say something nice about each other. I Yes, I remember this. It, this is like, yeah, beautiful. So Trump, you know, obviously, Prez Debate 2016. We've sneaked H- in. Hillary Trump. Sorry. Yeah, Hillary Trump, obviously. Go on. Yeah, sorry. We've sneaked in one more question, and it comes from Carl Becker. My question to both of you is... Regardless of the current rhetoric, would either of you name one positive thing that you respect in one another? Laughter. Mr. Trump, would you like to go first? Well, I, I certainly will. 
because uh, I think that's a, a very fair and important question. Look, I respect his children. His children are incredibly able and devoted, and I think that says a lot about Donald. I don't agree with nearly anything else he says or does, but I do respect that. And I think that is something uh, that as a mother and a grandmother is very important to me. Mr. Trump. Well, I consider her statement about my children to be a very nice compliment. I don't know if it was meant to be a compliment, but it is a great. I'm very proud of my children. And uh, they've done a wonderful job, and they've been wonderful, wonderful kids. So uh, I consider that a compliment. Uh, I will say this about Hillary. She doesn't quit. She doesn't give up. I respect that. I tell it like it is. She's a fighter. I disagree with much of what she's fighting for. I do disagree with her judgment in many cases. But she does fight hard, and she doesn't quit, and she doesn't give up. And I consider that to be a very good trait. Uh, let's be nice. So, okay, so um, I kind of feel like her answer was a cop-out. She's like, I'm not going to say anything nice about him. But I will say that I'm the same age as Don Jr. I'm older than Ivanka. Uh, I grew up in New York. <clears throat> and I and Trump was big, uh, you know, everybody knew who he was in New York at the time. And um, uh, you never heard anything about his kids in the press, in the gossip magazines about them, like being drunk at the bars or dancing on this table or, you know what I mean? You never, I mean, either they had really good publicists, which is possible, or they were just very straight laced, but you never heard anything about them. Just very very odd and I, so i could see why maybe that was her easy one i don't know what do you think well actually just to get back to that um mm -hmm. doesn't donald not drink at all isn't he uh uh the president supposedly does not drink at all because of his brother's um very major issues with alcohol and i, I yeah, don't believe right. his children ever did either yes that might be uh, why right there well uh you know i mean so Yes, obviously, alcoholism can be inherited. Um, I mean, maybe lack of <laughs> drinking can also be inherited. You know, you hear, um, you hear people, you know, often, you know, say like there were generations and generations of people with issues. But so his brother had issues, but none, none of his kids did. So maybe it was excellent parenting. Maybe it was luck. I, I don't know what it was, but you don't think I, Don Jr.'s hitting that blow a little bit every now and again? I'm hoping when Don Jr.'s president in like 2032 that he's going to legalize coke. I, I, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's very straight laced. I don't know. I don't think he's. I don't know. He's no Hunter Biden. Let's put it that way. Exactly. I mean, let's give credit where credit's due. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's no lack of there's no lack of um, substance abuse in D.C. by any means. Um, all right, so you guys were one of the first uh, to legalize yes. weed, right? Even though you're not a state. Well, so um, so I actually live in Virginia, um, very close to D.C., about eight miles away from D.C. And I will say that D.C. did not legalize weed; they decriminalized it. Right, that's what it was. They made possession of a certain amount of plants legal. You can, you can't buy or sell it. Yeah, but I'd rather so, have like my own plants okay. I can grow legally than right. have to pay for it in a store legally. 
No, sure, absolutely, but there's no dispensaries in D.C. is what I'm saying. Right. Uh, there's no, like, formal dispensaries. Um, there's there's medical, I think there's medical, there's, and you have to have a medical card, and you can go to the medical places. But what they do in D.C. is sort of like a very gray market kind of thing where it's, like, do, uh, donation, like, you make a donation and you get weed. Because <laughs> you're not, like, buying weed, right? Um, and in Virginia, you can have an ounce, and uh, and it's... If you get caught with an ounce, it's not a criminal offense. It's uh, a twenty-five dollar ticket, and obviously they confiscate the weed. But it's not it doesn't go on your record or anything, so it's very very decriminalized. So in D.C., it's very there's a lot of um, kind of gray market like delivery services, websites, and and another big thing are uh, pop-up dispensaries. So, so the weed scene in D.C. is like uh, d the different dispensaries where you could join uh, online, join their website. You, you get know somebody, they give you a login to the website. They'll pop up in different hotel rooms around the city. And you will um, coordinate with them and you will go to the website and you'll place your order and, and you'll you'll just go in and get your stuff. So it's – and it's um, – they they used to do this thing in D.C. where they would have parties, and they'd have pop-up weed parties. Like, they wouldn't even be as so bold as to do this in, like, ballrooms of hotels. And it was a donation thing. It was like, you make a donation, you get some weed. But there they, there were some issues with some violence at <laughs> some of these things. So now they've gone, like, way more um, underground, kind of like members-only kind of thing. But there's so many services in D.C. where you can, like, there's this one service where it's um, it's run by deaf people, and it's like you order a piece of artwork, and you get an ounce of weed with the artwork kind of thing, and they deliver it to you. I just, I just thought of a great new business model for that whole thing. Nice. Have you guys ever heard of, like, Cowshare? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. uh-huh. Yeah, so, so, so they, should, they should do the same sort of thing. Like, it's like a plant share, but they can call it joint venture. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Nice. That's a money maker right there. Yeah, when I, when when I was in like uh I guess I was I don't know, I'd been homeschooled for a while, but I was going to a Christian private school. I get I think it was like freshman year maybe or sophomore year high school. We all went to Catholic school. Uh, Bishop went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic school. Look at yep. us. We are all Catholic school survivors. Look at you now. Or Christian. Yeah, look at us now. Look at all of us now. Gone. Right. <laughs> um uh, we we took a field trip to D.C. and at the White House there was this dude selling T-shirts out front, and he had these shirts of the White House with nice. a giant pot leaf like in the yard and it says "Keep off the grass," <laughs> and I bought one of those and like the T-shirt was kind of mad and wouldn't let me wear it in the pictures for the yearbook, uh. but then like I had it for like a week before my mom found it and threw it away. Actually, yeah. I have a similar so story. It's, it's a little different, <laughs> but um. The, the baseball team in Toronto is called the Blue Jays. And there's a guy that sells t-shirts on the corner around the, the corner from the Sky Dome that says, I heart and then BJ's and it has the Blue Jay logo on it. <laughs> it's great. So I got one of those, but uh, yeah, they're, they're not, they're not looked upon kindly when you walk into the Sky Dome with that on. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. The DC's, um, I think, I don't think DC gets credit for being as cool of a city as it is in its own kind of like culture and its own music and its own food. You know, people think of DC and they think of the federal government and a bunch of federal buildings, but like they think of Batman. They think of Batman. DC what? comics. They're bad jokes. Oh, no, I don't uh, know. I'll be, I'm going to mute myself. Sorry. 
<laughs> I think I, I think of when I grew up in New York and I would think of DC and I would think of just like, oh, nobody actually lives there. It's just a bunch of like federal employees. And then I moved here and I was like, wow, there's like a whole bunch of other stuff here that you would not ever think of, like go-go music and half smokes and all sorts of other like uh, Ben's Chili Bowl and like just like uh, Bombo sauce and just there's so many like DC things that I think that DC doesn't get. I would ever I would recommend everybody visit DC and not if you're interested in the federal government if you're interested in um, just a city with a really cool culture and its own kind of thing. Um, I think one of the things that people don't realize is like the largest population of Ethiopians outside of Ethiopia is in this area. So you can get like some of the best Ethiopian food. Um, tons of, I, I live very, like close to a very large Asian community, tons of really good Asian food. Um, it's just, a, it's a cool area. Um, I don't think it gets the credit that it deserves personally, but maybe I'm just partial. I, I need know. to, I've only been there twice. I need to revisit. You, you do. You need to come our meetup. Our next meetup is on October 25th. <laughs> Let me plug the meetup. Um, don't think I'll be out there that by then, but if you're near the area, <laughs> definitely go. Yeah. The so first time well, I was there was when, after that earthquake and the Washington monument was like uh, all crooked and you couldn't go in there. Yeah, I was actually working in a government um, building in D.C. at the time, and, and um, yeah, the earthquake happened, and I thought, well, a lot of people thought, like, a bomb was, like, set off in the building or something like that, which it didn't feel like, because it was, like, a wavy kind of, you know, like, the like earthquakes kind of feel, like, kind of wavy, so it didn't, um, I don't know, I was in a meeting, and everybody, like, started freaking out, and then I had, like, you know, they shut the metro down and stuff. That's when I was told um, that if you like, when I worked when I worked in D.C., they were like, yeah, you should always have comfortable shoes in your desk in case you have to walk out of the city. <laughs> so sad, but it's true. I mean, I was in D.C. for 9-11. It was the same thing. Like the metro shut down and it was like, oh, you got to walk out of the city. You know, were the were the phone lines working during 9-11? Because I know no. during the JFK assassination for like a solid hour, all the phones went down to keep the wrong story from spreading and keep the military oh. from like getting anybody. So at, uh, so at the time of at 9-11, at the time I was working at a university, so the university had a limited number of outgoing trunks for all of the phone in the PBX. So I worked actually worked in the telecom department at the time. So like so the PBX has, you know, all of the, the, the phone system for the university and the, the outgoing trunks is not one to one. So there's a limited number of outgoing trunks. Right. So when 9-11 happened, um, uh, I couldn't call out from my desk phone at the university i was a sysadmin at the time uh i couldn't do, I couldn't get a line i had a nextel phone at the time um nextel those phones were really popular with the federal government and stuff the cell the cellular network was overrun you could not make a call on the cell network so i think what i did was i I don't know if it was like AOL instant messenger or like some messenger or maybe like email, email my friend in You've New got York. Mail. Yeah. Emailed my friend in New York. So, she, and she called my mother to let my mother know that I was okay. My dad was working in New York city during nine 11. <laughs> so it was like, my mother had the worst possible. I was in DC and my dad was in New York city. So she had the worst possible thing he probably couldn't get in touch there either but yeah i think i had to like email somebody to call my mom but yeah th but the cellular networks um they get they also get co-opted by first responders they get like a preferential thing so 
you can you can you can screw a, a cell network in, a, in an emergency i mean yeah <laughs> that was at least my experience i don't know yeah i uh I, I had a couple nine eleven jokes I was gonna make, but they're all tasteless, so we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean just because I was an adult and freaking out during it. Oh, you know the other thing I remember um, during nine eleven was like because I was in DC and it was weird because I lived in the um, I lived on the top floor of an apartment building, so um, there was like jets flying over all the time, which is like super noisy and stuff. But I do remember that night, um, <clears throat> me uh, and a bunch of coworkers. We were in the Foggy Bottom area, like State Department area of D.C. And we were, we were kind of like, what do we do? Like, this is really weird. <laughs> like, we, so we walked down to Georgetown. We walked down through Georgetown and like a lot of places were closed. And we went into like one, I think I went to, I think it was called Old Glory, like a barbecue place. And, uh, you, you know, everybody was kind of like in this daze, like just like what? you know, what the hell just happened? And we, like, sat down, because, like, and ate. And then any, every time the president came on television, like, everybody got really quiet, which was, like, super rare, because they just, like, wanted to hear, like, what he had to say. But it was it was very uh, eerie. We were all Americans that day. Uh, not, not that day. <laughs> uh, it took Tim a Tim Dillon went on a whole rant about that. He's like, uh, he, it took a on, while. on the day of 9-11 on Tim Dillon's podcast, he was, like, Went on this rant about like how, like it's like let's be honest, it'd be great to have your parents killed on nine eleven. I mean, look at Pete Davidson. It's like he's getting Judd Apatow movies. It's like I'd kill my parents for a phone call from Judd Apatow. I'd melt them with thermite. It's like let's not pretend. Yeah, anyway, Tim Dillon's. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I think um, I'm happy that I was. Um, an adult during 9-11. I'm, I'm I watched the second uh, plane hit live on TV and I was yeah. like seven. I wasn't old enough to really process like the gravity of the situation. Yeah, um, I remember I, I, was, I, I remember I, that too. I was in high school and then uh, I remember the CBC guy going, oh, okay, we're going to just go to some footage of what just happened. And they didn't realize it was live <laughs> and the second plane hit. And then they just paused for a second. They're like, oh, the other tower is already on fire. And it was just like pandemonium. Like people didn't know what to think. So, yeah, I have every. Okay. Oh, oh, I was just gonna say, like every year or two, I'll go through the kind of like watching, going back and doing a deep dive on JFK. Like every year or two, I'll go and look at all the footage of the firefighter and cops saying, like, yeah, we went in the first floor of the at the bottom of the building, and the lobby was blown out. There was people with their skin hanging off before any of the towers fell and then all the firefighters and police saying like floor by floor was popping out like a controlled demolition like boom 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 and you got like you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that were there saying there was like explosions at the base of the building before the collapse and stuff but like that footage is hard to find now like ever since youtube started purging everything you got to go to bit shoot for all the juicy 911 shit yeah i actually know a first responder uh i think i know one yeah, I think I know only only know one first responder from 9/11, um, and he um, like he has a really bad cough. <laughs> like, there's it's unfortunate. Like, all the first responders that were part of that, like they have to go for constant lung screening screens. And yeah, stuff. they told him it was safe to breathe. Yeah, well, it certainly was not. Crazy. And he's a firefighter. Um, 
uh, and uh, I think, well, I, he might be on a kind of a desk job now because of the lung issues, but like, he's a young guy, and um, God, he was always, every time I'm around him, he's always coughing, and it's just like heartbreaking. It's just really unfortunate. <laughs> Very unfortunate um, that there's so many um, people with constant side, I don't know, it's like, it's hard to calculate how many people die from something until a whole generation is gone, right? Because there's like so many uh, downstream effects. Um, and, like, we open that 9/11 investigation. What really happened there? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually gone to the 9/11 uh, uh, memorial in New York. Yeah, I've they didn't the light it up this year, right? Because uh, De Blasio was like COVID. <sighs> well. I heard that, but then I heard some like other group was like, we're going to fund it. So I don't know if it actually happened or not. Um, there's one in D.C. Um, or uh, the Pentagon. Um, so it's not D.C. It's <laughs> Arlington, technically Arlington. Where the accounting wing got hit the day after they announced they lost $2.3 trillion. <laughs> but, you know, I actually went there on the 12th of September. So I actually have photographs, like, but they're actually like physical photographs because it was a long time ago. Um, of the of the uh, damage of the Pentagon the, the the day or two after um, they were letting people like get up close to it. Uh, so there was a right acro uh, across the highway there there was um, well there yeah it was called the Navy Annex uh, it was across the highway at the time and you could go to that pro property and stand there and you could see the Pentagon there in a clear view that property now has an, the Air Force Memorial on it. And I believe the Navy Annex has uh, since closed, but it's very close to the Pentagon. That's where I went with a friend of mine, and we have, like, photographs. Like, she was like, can you take a picture of me in front of there? And I was like, that's sort of weird, but I could see how you might want to remember being there. So I think I had her do the same thing for me, although I have to dig through boxes of physical photographs. I have um, so many physical photographs of, of events in D.C. that I, have, I haven't, like, scanned in, like... Um, in the early 90s, there was World Bank IMF um, meetings where people would riot <clears throat> there for to have debt forgiven for different countries and stuff. And I have photographs of people like vandalizing stuff and rioting in D.C. when I was young and stupid and would shove a camera in people's faces and not worry about getting hurt, you know? I, I it makes for good content. <laughs> It does. I need. I really, really need to go through uh, a lot of my physical photos and um, uh, do something so I can share them. Because, yeah, it was, in it was an interesting time. At living in D.C., it's, I've been in D.C. since 1996. Yeah. So it's been it's been an interesting ride here. Because when I moved to D.C. in '96, it was like it's the murder capital of the Eastern Seaboard. My parents were like, "You want to go there?" <laughs> to study computers <laughs> like we had to go there and i was like yeah i kind of want to i kind of do I, I like cities so i'm assuming you were called dc girl after you moved to dc um yeah <laughs> so I, I i never really had yeah i never really had a nickname and i when i um I, I signed up for a reddit account like a million years ago and so dc girl's variation on my reddit username i didn't uh think it out it's not like a um it's not like uh, something I identify with strongly. I've never um, had Same a strong name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, um, I could talk about 9-11 all day and all the oh, rabbit too. hole behind that. But 
Mm. We got two more of your clips left if you mm. want to rock through these. Wait a minute, which, oh, oh, okay, yes. All right, yes. Karen Pence, which I yeah, didn't even know and, that and was her Mike name. Pence. Yeah, yeah, neither do, okay. So we have a, we have some some um little some clips on the the Pences, the the um the second man and second woman or the vice whatever. Um yeah, the second man and second woman. So we have um the so I actually when I was like looking looking into, you know, I'm thinking like stupid shit Mike Pence has said. Like obviously the stuff about him and women is like but I didn't realize that it wasn't it wasn't really something he said so much as it was like something like people dug up about him they had said in the past so we'll go on to uh mike pence on being alone with women from from the young from the young turks chunk mike pence uh vice president mike he pence. benefits from the fact that very Steve often he's seen next to donald trump and so next to donald trump almost anyone is going to look perfectly normal and as we've pointed out on the show uh the media attempts to portray mike pence as a stabilizing normal force nothing weird at all but something came out from a little bit more than a decade ago that's interesting at the very least. It was re revealed uh, to The Hill back in 2002 that Pence reportedly won't have dinner alone with a woman who is not his wife. Mm -hmm. oh. He also won't attend any events where alcohol is served unless Karen is there with him. Mm, is mommy there with you? Now look, th th this, <laughs> this came out uh, like a day ago. And uh, in the wake of it, it's been revealed to us libs living in our bubbles that this is not the rarest thing in the world for a lot of extremely conservative Christians, that these sorts or something like it in marriages can happen. Um, but yeah. it's not something that I hear of frequently. And so it is, it's noteworthy. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, that reminds me of a guy, that, this evangelical pastor who was one of the teachers at this school I went to freshman freshman year Calvary Baptist mm -hmm. in Tennessee and he would brag during some of the revivals mm -hmm. I mean this was crazy people would speak in tongues and shit sure but he um he would brag about how his fiance because they were about to get married he's like I don't even go in the same room alone with her yeah and they were engaged so, to be married um yeah, I mean, there are absolutely people that don't do anything more than hold hands before they get married. I don't even think he would do that. They wouldn't hold hands? Well, I don't know. He was. I mean, well, imagine saying that you won't be in the same room alone with somebody until you get married. Well, that's... Either you don't trust yourself or you're trying to keep yourself above bar for other people. So you You're have trying to keep up appearances is what it seems like. There, um, this was, was the religion? same guy that one time he uh, had his look up of Bible verse... And just because, like, we were, like, freshmen in high school, we, th like, thought it was hilarious to find, like, Bible verses that were funny. Yeah. He read out on his notes the wrong Bible verse, and we had just been talking about it, like, that week, like, me and my friends, because we thought it was hilarious. And mm -hmm. he calls out, like, a Psalms or something from Song of Solomon or something, mm -hmm. and it's the exact verse that we'd already been talking about. And it's, like, the verse is, like, I nuzzle between your wonderful bosoms or something about breasts, like, in talking about boobs. And like he like got super embarrassed after he read it out. It's like, why'd you have that verse written down anyways, dude? It's funny. Anyway, sorry to derail you there. No, 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 it's fine. Um, yeah, I I went to all girls Catholic school. Bishop, I know you went to Catholic school. Was it co-ed? Yeah, yours is co-ed, right? Yeah, yeah, my mine was co-ed. Yeah. Yeah, my. Mine was all girls. We certainly didn't talk about that kind of stuff, but uh, lots of Bible stuff. But um, 
this whole the stereotype like, for Catholic girls is that they're like, well, yes. they're like extra horny. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's the stereotype. Um, and I think we talked about on Smashcast how they would bust the uh, girls from my high school to West Point for dances. Which was like, <laughs> hey man, the women that the women that be, hey man, the women that the women that come to these things, man, they horny as fuck. <laughs> pretty much, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, Pence. So, so not being alone with a woman. I mean, I don't know if that's more of a he doesn't trust himself. He wants to have witnesses. He doesn't think it's proper. I don't know. Uh, they're trying to insist that it's common with conservative Christian men. I don't know. I mean, it just I could see it being common among like event like super strict evangelicals. But I was raised super Christian, and even that goes beyond how I was raised. But I was around yeah. people like that. I could see it as just a good political move, right? Like, yes. I mean, how many tapes leak and whatever else, and yeah, he said, she said. So maybe that's what he's going have for. witnesses all the time. Oh, no, yeah. Either, no, if you have political ambitions, that's a good point. I even think about that angle. I think it's more political than it is Christian, necessarily. I think um, I know very conservative Christian married men who I'm friends with who uh, would have lunch with me. Uh, I, I can't imagine a situation where we would have lunch in private. That would sound kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't know, uh, I, like, a, maybe in meetings at work or something, you might be in private with somebody, but, like, I guess with my friends that are very, very conservative Christian men that are married, if we did see each other, I guess it would be at a restaurant in public, and I don't know, maybe, I'm not sure, I don't know if they're afraid of being in private with me, but, like, I can't imagine being in a situation where we wouldn't be in public, so. Luckily, I know literally everything there is to know about getting pussy. I also know that, so yeah. We're gonna be getting you knee deep in some gash. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to send us those clips. Those would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of uh, uh, most of those pussy clips are Sam Hyde from Million okay. Million Dollar Extreme. If you know who that is? No, who's that? He uh, he. I first found out about him because he scammed his way into doing a TED talk. Oh no! Nice. Like like a real wide. TED. Yeah, not like a TEDx. TEDx. Like a real, not, I think it was TEDx. TEDx. Okay, yeah. well, that's still that's still not. Heart. I mean, that's not that's not bad. And he yeah, was talking okay. about like man. He's like it was called paradigm. He dressed up like a gladiator and he comes on. He's like talking about ma like state enforced mandatory homosexuality and all the things that we need to implement. It's like I we're gonna have super fuel this. efficient vehicles. Flip yes. side of that coin, gas fifteen dollars a gallon. Can't win them all. <laughs> Shit like that. But yeah, he's uh he got his Adult Swim show got canceled because he was openly being a Trump supporter, so they made it six God episodes forbid. into their 2016 run and got canceled. <laughs> yeah, I think um, uh, being a Trump supporter, because I live, you know, like I said, very, about seven or eight miles from D.C., but in Virginia, and um, even in my neighborhood, I feel like um, there's like one Trump sign. I'm There's more than one Trump supporter, but... Um, uh, we got Trump signs, flags, and everything all over the place, bumper stickers. But this is Tennessee. I want. I will say, in yeah. the four, three, four years Trump's been president, I have yet to yeah. ever once see someone wear a MAGA hat in public. But flags, you know, bumper stickers, yeah, yard signs—that's everywhere. The hat is like a. It's too much. Carries too much weight behind it. 
Um, yeah, I don't, well, yeah, I don't see a lot of MAGA, MAGA hats in Northern Virginia, because Northern Virginia is notoriously, like, liberal and blue and stuff, but, um, there's a couple of, couple of These people guys. are crazy. They are. They're really <laughs> freaking crazy around here. All right, so you, we have Have one... you seen many Biden signs? Yes, a lot. Yeah. Oh, wow. I haven't seen yeah. any Biden signs or bumper stickers anywhere, but uh, like I said, it is yeah. Tennessee. So. Yeah, I see a lot of Biden signs. Yeah, I do. And which is like. I didn't I think get... those people existed. I mean, it's sad, but because I could see not supporting Trump, but let's like. I can't. I can't see being excited about him either. So. It's got to be just people voting against Trump. Like, I, yeah. I just can't. Or people that are so not paying attention. It's got, I mean, I don't know. But sorry, I, uh, what was your, you are going to introduce uh, your last clip here? Well, hold up. My cat is like howling at the door and being a jerk. So let me just let her in because she's scratching at the door. Hold on. One second. No worries. Okay, so the last clip is, sorry. The last clip is, oh, right. We didn't do Pence on being alone with women, did we? Yeah, no, we did. Or, okay, then Karen Pence. It was Pence, the Young Turks one. Ah, yeah. So Karen Pence, uh, which is apparently his wife's name, which I didn't know either until today. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. It's news um, to me. Uh, hot take from MSNBC, Karen Pence on Trump. Karen Pence, the wife of Mike Pence, vice president of the United States, finds President Donald Trump, quote, reprehensible and just totally vile. That claim comes from a former campaign aide quoted in a new profile of the vice president by the Atlantic's McKay Coppins. In the piece titled God's Plan for Mike Pence, not only do we learn that Karen Pence was disgusted by Donald Trump in the wake of the release of the Access Hollywood tape, we also learn that the vice presidential candidate himself was participating in a kind of soft coup at the time as panicking billionaire donors were considering offering Trump $800 million to drop out of the race. According to several Republicans familiar with the situation, Pence made it clear to the Republican National Committee he was ready to take Trump's place as the party's nominee. I don't believe they were going to buy Trump off to not run. Sorry. I just don't. The Republican Party was really trying to stop that, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, With money, come on, no. That's like when uh, when like uh, Nick Cannon said, pe people are saying that you talking to Kanye that people are saying that you're getting paid by Trump or the Republicans to steal votes from Biden. Kanye was like, nobody can pay me. I got more money than Trump. Yeah, really. Like I got it's more like, money why, than God. Who, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like the same thing with Trump. It's like, are the Republicans gonna buy him off? I mean, if you were worried about money, you would not be running for president if you know you're going to take that much flack, I, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? But, yeah, uh, big big shock Karen Pence doesn't approve of Trump, right? Like, she's conservative, Christian. Trump's, um, you know, well, um, he's had at least one affair that we know of. He's been married several times. Um, I'm not judging him um, as far as uh, his, his his morality. I think he has, um, for, for, for all the bad shit people say about him, he seems to have a good relationship with his children. But I could see why, it, it, you know, it's not like a newsflash that Karen Pence would not approve of somebody who's, like, had affairs and, yeah. She, she's news. literally a Karen, so. She <laughs> Right.
the Man, prototype yeah, I, uh, Karen. So what I what what's the takeaway before we move on to sex addiction? What should uh, what what do we expect from tonight's uh, Pence versus Harris debate? Because um, I feel like it might be kind of boring, but maybe it'll get a little fiery. I hope. I, don't, I think both of them like are boring chick. people. Is the problem? Yeah, they are. I hope he isn't treated like a woman. I hope he is. He. I hope he goes as hard as on her as he would anybody else. Um, I don't know. I don't personally don't know if I could um per do that or make sure that I treat everybody the same, but um, I certainly hope he does. Uh, he's so measured, um, and um polite i don't see him interrupting her i don't see her interrupting him i see it being much more of a traditional kind of thing i don't know we'll see i'm sure kamala's tupac's gonna call gonna show up but tupac's gonna show up tupac's <laughs> gonna be sitting the hologram there with or the real guy yeah yeah the hologram with a mask on <laughs> yeah i think I, i'm sure it's a lot of it's gonna be kamala calling pence a homophobe like Yo, it's 2016, and if you're not cool with homosexuals in your schools teaching your kids about butt sex... Come on, man. I mean... What, I mean... Would you rather not teach your kids about butt sex? Oh, me personally? Yeah, or anybody. I, I think um, sex education to kids that are under the age of 10 is pretty fucked up. Um... Yeah. Especially depending on if you're like teaching, if you're handing out condoms and teaching kids how to give blowjobs and how to well, have anal instead of having, it's just like there's there's always than... age appropriate ways of doing things, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't time, usually right? get done that way in at least in certain states. Like even in Tennessee, there's been like parents pulling their kids out of certain classes because it's like, why are you teaching my six year old about oral sex? So when I went to school, right, so I was in all girls uh, Catholic high school. So uh, in el elementary school, like or grade school, or whatever, like first through eighth grade was a Catholic school. And I think in eighth grade we kind of learned about like human reproduction and animal reproduction and kind of like at a very high level. But when I was, I remember being in high school, and I don't know if I was a freshman or sophomore, um, but we were, you know, we were we were fairly young, and we had a a uh, uh, not press, sorry. A teacher who was um, our teacher for biology and health class, and uh, she was like, God, looking back, she she could have been like 27, 28. She's pretty young, and we were all girls, and she and we were in a this very old building, very a uh, very historic building in New York. There's only two classrooms on each floor. So she locked the doors, the front and back door of the classroom, and she was like, okay, ask me whatever you guys want to ask me. Like, whatever you want to ask me about sex, like, the archdiocese won't approve this, but, like, whatever you want to ask me, just ask me. And I didn't really have any questions at the time, but there were girls that were asking questions like, can you get pregnant from anal sex? Or, you know, just, like, all sorts of, like, weird questions. Um you know about and this is like you know lady stuff but like about skipping your period because young girls that are very athletic will will often skip their periods uh 
when they had, you know, young girls, not, not a lot of body fat and stuff like that. So, you know, there, there's just lots of things going on at that time that you would never. And I, I remember, um, so I went to the all girls, uh, school in my town and one of my good friends this day, he went to the all boys, um, Catholic school in the same town and their sex ed lessons and Bishop, well, I know your school is co-ed, but maybe you, I don't know, maybe your situation was like this their their sex ed classes were like um if you have premarital sex and get an std you deserve it <laughs> and oh, no. that's pretty, pretty much it no, see, see yeah you know what it's yeah. really weird i keep hearing that from a lot of people ours was nothing yeah. like that like it was kind of similar it was on um, it was uh grade seven and eight are just basic biology and very very just basic stuff the and, scientific parts uh, of it like you have like a yeah, you have an ovary yeah. and you have this yeah Exactly. And then, and then everything else was kind of like, uh, it was kind of like, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's all this. It wasn't like a training session, how to do stuff, but like, right. this is stuff people do. Uh, you shouldn't be doing it cause you're probably too young to understand it. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, if you're going to do it, be careful. Um, yeah, it was it was it was actually like pretty level headed up here, which which I'm not sure why. But yeah, no, ours and was is yours pretty... a Catholic, like an art Catholic run school. It was the Catholic schools appear a little different though. So we have yeah, like probably. two boards. There's like a public board and a Catholic board. Okay. Um, um, but the Catholic school isn't like a, it's not quite as strict as it is down there. It just yeah, ours... we just happen to have like a big population of Catholics, so they they have their own school board. Yeah, ours was all nuns, the, the only, or yeah. a lot of nuns, yeah. And But there were some lay teachers, and, like, my biology health teacher was a young girl, woman. And, yeah, and she was like, how did she not take pity on us? She wanted us to know, like, what was going on. And, um, yeah, she kind of, yeah, she did the whole thing. Like, she, like, locked the doors, and she was like, okay, just ask me whatever. And there were definitely girls are asking questions, like, that I was like, holy crap, you know, you don't, you don't know that, but, um, yeah, they weren't distributing condoms or anything because it was a Catholic school, but it was definitely, um, uh, it wasn't like sex positive or anything, but it was, uh, you know, information you needed to stay safe. Like I said, like my friends at the the local uh, all boys school, it was just so different. Not that they weren't smart enough to figure out like the answers, but, um, boy, like they were made to feel so much more guilty and the, and the boys uh this boys school was very large uh still is extremely large catholic school so uh yeah I, they have a lot of pull but um yeah yeah we <laughs> i can't even imagine going to public school i like i never went i i went to a catholic school my entire life until college so like i can't imagine like what it was like in public school did bishop did you go to the did you, you don't know shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You don't know shit, cause you never been fucked in the ass. Well, I don't know about that, but Bishop, do you? Did you go to Catholic school your whole life, your entire life? Yeah, yeah, pretty much elementary to yeah, end of high school. Um, and, and we even had grade uh -huh. thirteen at the time, which was. Uh, well, you didn't go to Catholic yeah. college. You didn't An go anomaly. to Catholic university. No, there's there's none of those around here. No. After really? that, it just becomes, uh, yeah, non-denominational, non-religious, non yeah. I know that a lot of public universities in Canada partner with private universities in Canada to do fundraising. It's like a loophole. It's a loophole. A lot of them do it, yeah. It's like a weird loophole. Um, 
so they can do some fundraising even though they're a public institution i know that through work yeah i mean i mean they do their fundraising other ways too there's a whole uh epidemic of actually i won't even get into this here but it's but essentially they, they recruit a lot of international students because the, yes. the rates are so much higher a lot and, of uh, yes i know you guys rely a lot and so does the u.s but yeah on the yeah no but it's it's, it's ridiculous like they, they pay, pay full price more, yeah well they pay yeah, they pay more than double what we do. They don't get any of the tax yeah. credits. Um, and essentially just turns the schools into diploma mills and citizenship mills. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really big thing around here. Um, I don't really have an opinion on, on it either way, but uh, except that well, it's, you know. To... Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, they're, they're trying to like not, uh, not be so honest about it, but it, it's quite clear that that's kind of happening yeah. around here. And that's fine. I mean, whatever, just own up to it. Um, the, um, uh, I've been, so I've been teaching a class for the past, I don't know, like 10 years or something like that at a, at a local university here. And, uh, um, I would say the past, I mean, I haven't really been like paying attention to it, but I would say the past like five years, about a third of my students are from mainland China. And, uh. I didn't teach this year, and I think it was because like most of the Chinese students didn't come over uh, from China because of the coronavirus thing, because it was starting there earlier, right in January. Is Trump's travel ban to China still implemented, or I don't know how long that lasted, or from China not to it China? Didn't um, I thought they didn't institute it for universities, but I'm, I'm not sure. Um, to China or from China? I, 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 I don't thought know, be, but I know. I thought he banned travel from yeah, China, but I guess to China would make sense too. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I would think. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that the the number of Chinese students coming over in general to North America, Canada, and the U.S. Uh, has drastically decreased. And you know, like um, whether you you know whether you like it or not, or whether you agree with it or not, like a lot of these universities have their business model built on having X percentage of students from places where they pay full price. You know what I mean? Like they have business models or, you know, whatever. So um, I think this uh, hit in Chinese students, like for, I think, I think it personally impacted me because <clears throat> I think, you know, like I said, a third of my students are usually from mainland China. Um, but I think it's impacting a lot of people. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, the whole education system is getting a wake up call and, uh, a call to order through, through this whole thing of having to deliver more stuff online. I mean, it's not new for higher ed, it's new for K-12, but sorry. Yeah. I, um, I'm just glad I'm done with school. Oh, I'm never done with school. <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> are you ready are you guys ready for the yes. sex oriented part let's go for let's it because i mean we already just heard we heard pence so I'm, I'm already turned on you have the full smash cast crew here so it felt fitting yes so mm. i before we get into sex addiction mm. uh mm -hmm. just like the first uh mm. backstory on the first sex that ever happened <laughs> in history i guess Wait, what? Everyone knows the basic story of Adam and Eve. They were the first humans created by God in the Garden of Eden. It's 
kind of sex making music right there. Mm-hmm. All was well until a snake tricked Eve into eating an apple. Then Eve tricked Adam. Then God kicked them both out and it turned into a whole thing. Well, here's the real story of Adam and Eve. If you actually read Genesis, you'll notice God creates the universe and everything in it twice. And the two accounts directly contradict each other in some places. If you don't take the creation story literally, as many Christians and Jews don't, then it's not an issue. But it's a huge problem for some biblical scholars who believe Genesis was one story completely written by Moses. Some people in history have gone to great lengths to make the two versions mesh, like when they made Adam a hermaphrodite. In the first version of creation, it says God formed Adam and Eve at the same time, and the story used the phrasing, male and female, he created them. Some early Christian theologians decided this meant that they were made to have both sexes, and while many church leaders were uncomfortable with that idea, it stuck around as a theory for centuries. The two versions of creation are also where the idea of Lilith comes from, and Jewish mythology says she was Adam's first wife. She later became a demon, as usually happens in these stories. Lilith is the woman mentioned in the first creation story, while Eve is the one made later from one of Adam's bones. Yes, I remember Lilith Fair being all like, yeah, we're all about Lilith, like early 90s. Yeah, I remember that. Right. So that was hot. (laughs) Just kidding. So what I'm confused about is, this is like the first question you ask when you're like, between five and ten years old and you're raised like super Christian or in your case Catholic, like if you're like me mm-hmm. and most of like the people yeah. like around that age group, we was like, so wait, like Adam and Eve had babies and then those babies, like yeah. brothers and sisters had to have sex right, with right, each right, other. Yeah. Like the the age old incest question that never yes. really gets answered to a I don't remember asking that question, but I certainly could imagine asking that question. But I, I certainly don't remember asking it. There was a lot of questions like that in in like church that we just were taught like oh that's like one of those things you don't ask. So wait, what kind of um, church were you raised in? Uh, originally non-denominational, then mm-hmm. I went to school like a Baptist, uh, Presbyterian, Methodist. Okay. I was kind of all over the place, everywhere okay. but Catholic, basically. Okay. Yeah, I like where I grew up in New York, and there was uh, lots of Catholic schools. Very very common. Um, uh yeah so like uh i mean my my, I, my mother was um catholic my father was lutheran but the catholic schools were way more common um in, in the area and yeah i actually had a choice of high school um if i wanted to go to the public school or, or various catholic school catholic schools and i just um you picked the one with the hookups to west point didn't you <laughs> you know that was so can I can I recap Cersei Sitter? Can I recap that again? So yeah, fucking yeah. weird. Um, when I went to high high school in a uh, all girls um, Catholic high school in Westchester County, New York, one of the uh, extra extracurricular activities we w- could uh, participate in was um, going to the dances at West Point. You know, United States Military Academy, um, Army College, West Point, basically. Um, and they would bus the girls from my high school to West Point for dances. So they would bus high school girls to West Point, which is co-ed, to be fair. But um, at the time, predominantly male. And uh, yeah, they'd bus high school girls to go to dances at the military academy, which was not that far away, but still, it was really weird. And my parents would never let me go because they were good parents. 
So my high school pimped us out to college. Guys, anyway. Let's go to the sex addiction clips. That's that's pretty fucking nuts. <laughs> it's weird, right? In retrospect, like, at the time, I was, like, really pissed my parents didn't let me go. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad my parents didn't let me go there. I mean, I, I uh, in retrospect, you know, I actually, um, my, when I went to school, uh, for, when I went to college in D.C., um, my next door neighbors, uh, one of my uh, next door neighbors in my freshman dorm was a guy who ended up transferring to West Point where you basically have to start all over again. So I actually did go to visit him in West Point after that. Um, but I, yeah, as a high school student going there for like a dance, I, yeah, I, that was really fucking weird. I don't know what our school was thinking. <laughs> Let's get to the West Point is the best point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, have you guys seen Wild Wild Country, or do do you at least know about the, uh, the Rajneesh and all that? No, I think it was in Oregon. What? So there's no, this no. documentary on Netflix, and it's one of those like cults. Yeah. Like uh, you know, everybody knows about Waco and all that, but this was yeah. one I didn't know about on Netflix was Wild yeah. Wild Country, mm. and I watched it, it a while is? back. But Osho was this dude. He owned he owned like ten identical, um, Mercedes Benz. He was like this big Indian guru with uh from India that was a baller that had all these like white hippies basically in this cult in Oregon and they took over a whole town and like hmm. had private police and all this like mili like uh, quasi yeah. like guerrilla warfare AK forty sevens. They bust in a bunch of homeless people to um live with them for free so that they could take over the town and like sway all the elections in their favor. Nice. So it's like a bunch of hillbillies versus like this cult. But anyway, Osha had has a a quote uh, about sex that I thought was uh, pretty. Because sex is the most significant force in you. It is your life force. Hmm. It is from this energy that you come. <laughs> uh, this is the most significant life force. It is from this energy that you come. Oh, Thank you, so come again. <laughs> Thank you, come yeah. again. Okay, oh, yeah, oh. okay, no. It's not the most... It's no significant life force. Sorry. Well, um, the CDC, back when Obama was president held a meeting to stop the spread of the disease of sex addiction. Yes. I've gathered you Didn't together work. here because you are the best minds our country has to offer. As you've all seen on the news, our country is facing a major crisis, and we need to find out what's causing it. Why? Why are rich, successful men suddenly going out and trying to have sex with lots of women? <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods was only the most prevalent, but our data shows that the numbers are growing. David Letterman and before that, Bill Clinton. There's a pattern here, people. Why would a man who's famous and makes tons of money use that to try and have sex with lots of different women? And these rich celebrities have perfectly good wives at home. Why would they even think of sex with others? Damn it! I want answers! We believe that it may be an outbreak of sex addiction, sir. Sex a woohoo? It's a new phenomenon we don't completely understand yet, but it seems to make people 
different. Of course, we all know the normal healthy male thinks only of sex occasionally and has no desire for sex with multiple partners. Yeah, yeah that's right, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely true. Yes, we all know that. Go on. But <laughs> in the sex addict, their entire lives are consumed with thoughts of wanting more and more. The mere sight of an attractive woman can, can make them think about sex with her. But what about love? How could tons of fame and money make you forget about love? What could be causing this outbreak of sexual addiction? It could be caused by something in the water supply, uh, perhaps even by global warming. Or cooling. Yes. If so, <laughs> then the disease could start to affect our children. That oh, does God. it. I want health screenings at all our nation's schools. We need to find out if any young people might be carrying this disease. So like the, oh the visual God. component you don't see is like when they when they say that like oh my if God. their wife or someone is next to them they're like yes <sighs> like everyone knows that men like only think about sex oh with one person God. and they like That's look like, over so fucking <laughs> they get the head of the CDC is like why damn it and he slowly puts his hand down on his fist down on the table he's like damn it I want answers <sighs> why do people why why don't people think that women think about sex? That uh, anyway. Oh, the, I I have a clip on that coming up. Go go for it. Lay it on. I'll me. Ha, uh, oh. I, I mean, don't want to skip ahead too far. No, okay. I, I do I have mean, a No, go no, ahead, go I mean, ahead and give me your it's thoughts just, on that. My thoughts is that like women think about sex, women think about objectifying men just as much as men think about objectifying women. I mean, you think it's really just as much though? Oh, yeah. I can Probably objectify more. you in a second. I don't even know what you look like, but I can objectify <laughs> you. Fishy, I objectify she likes, you. All she the likes time. that accent. I like it. Oh. I love the Canadian accent. It's just very. Aw, oh, shucks. Yeah, I like it. Hey, buddy. Mm. What's going on, friend? You don't sound Canadian like uh, cold acid. Cold acid sounds Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think. Um, I. Go on, get, no, go on, go on, go, move on with your clips. Well, well this one's just a, kind of a conspiracy theory that's always been it. floated around. Oh, uh, this God, is a CNN clip um, about the JFK, RFK, Marilyn Monroe love triangle. Ooh, there are it. new intimate details of a reported mm. relationship between a president, his brother, and a Hollywood okay. sex symbol. 11 boxes of files Hollywood spy slash private eye Fred O'Tash socked away in a storage unit in the San Fernando Valley were reviewed by the Hollywood Reporter. This was someone who had wiretaps all over town, was listening to some of the biggest stars, and an era when some of these revelations will be published in magazines. Matt Bellany is the executive editor for The Hollywood Reporter. Otash claims that he had recordings of JFK having sex with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> um, he spoke about this as if it was a common knowledge thing. Mm. Otash worked for members of Hollywood's elite to dig up dirt on their enemies. In notes he left behind before his death, Reviewed by The Hollywood Reporter, Otash provides salacious details of the long-rumored affairs between Marilyn Monroe and both President John F. Kennedy and his brother Robert Kennedy. He claims he listened to Marilyn Monroe having sex with John F. Kennedy. And in the hours <laughs> before her death, Otash says Monroe had a blowout fight with Bobby Kennedy over their relationship. 
He claims Monroe complained she was being passed around like a piece of meat. Otash claims he heard Bobby Kennedy trying to quiet Monroe down with a pillow so neighbors wouldn't hear her shouting. But the audio tapes his notes are based on have since disappeared. So, okay. Um, Kennedy. Well, I don't have any comments on his sex addiction. Addiction, but I have um, I have some other comments on the Kennedy campaign when we're, when we're when we're done talking about his sex addiction. So, well, that was the only sex addiction. It was like um, that was always a rumor, right? It's like Kennedy right, was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, it's an example of a rich, yeah. powerful guy that was like he had yeah. money and power, and Jackie Kennedy. You know, maybe she knew about it, maybe she didn't. Yeah. So I was. I've been reading this book recently which like everybody's tired of me talking about but it's um oh geez let's find the so um uh you know how there's a uh, cambridge analytica that uh, was like being right 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 so back yeah. in the 19 late late 50, 1950s early 1960s there was a company called simulomatics simulomatics and they predicted um presidential like they came up with 480 different types of voters and they predicted what they would do based on different variables they predicted uh the kennedy campaign how how much he should focus on being catholic how much he should focus on being other things and uh so there's a book um called if the if then uh how simulomatics corporation invented the future but it's really yeah, it's about this simulomatics uh, project, which was basically the beginning of predictive analytics and artificial intelligence, and how they came up with this uh, people people machine to predict how people would react to different things. And one of the first things they used it was used for it was the Kennedy campaign, and they determined how Catholic he should act, how how much in favor of uh, civil rights he should act. Uh, they really they really just like advised him a, a lot. Um, in the campaign and and I'm very interested in um data science and predictive, predictive analytics and stuff in my professional life so this simul simulmatics <laughs> uh company which is what was long since been defunct but a lot of people have been writing about recently is extremely interesting if if you've heard about it it's uh William McPhee and Poole, and there's like there was a lot of uh, computer scientists and social scientists and political theorists uh, involved in this. Very, very interesting. Very, very, very Cambridge Analytica. I'll check that out. What was the name of the book again? Uh, the book is called. Um, hold on. If then, you know, like then. if then, okay. you know, it's by Jill Laporte. Laporte, no, Jill Laporte. It's called If Then, How the Simulomatics Corporation Invented the Future. Um, it's it's very, if you like uh, tech history, if you're very interested, in, like I love reading books about like technology history. Uh, if you like the whole inside baseball of tech history, it's great. Uh, Grace Hopper, one of my favorite people in the world, whose grave I've gone to visit, <laughs> um, the inventor of the compiler, she comes up in it. A lot of... Um, a lot of like you know OG kind of like computer scientists people come up because it's it's very um it's like government ran corporation like a lot of those people they kind of get like in this in DC like 
they all get kind of intermeshed, you know, Department of Defense or Department of War people, as they called it at the time, and the Rand Corporation, which is really big, they all kind of get, like, involved together coming up with these things. Um, I've been a, I've been a government contractor, so I know the, the gig. It's a, It's very common around here. I would never do it again. Why not? Mm. Just too much of a hassle? No, because I felt like, um, so I worked, um, so my, my career uh, in a very quick nutshell was a, a long time in higher education, left higher education to go work uh, as a government contractor. I worked for Spook. NASA, and I worked for NASA, and then I worked for the Navy. And I hated being government contractor because um, the pace of work is much slower, and I honestly felt like my skills were getting rusty, and I just, I mean, uh, at NASA, I was running, like, a whole tier one, tier two desktop support division for, like, 2,000 people, and it was, it was okay, but it was just, um, not what I wanted to do long term, then I went to the Navy, and I did some more higher level stuff, and I just so the DC girl is a spook. Rumors might have some truth to him. Yes, I have worked. For, I worked for NASA and I worked for the Department of Defense. Oh uh, yes, no! Space Force. I did. I know Space Force is actually the, the the everybody from the Space Force is from the Air Force. Everybody, like the whole Space Force thing, is like it's like an old branch of the Air Force, and I work for the Navy. And I worked when I worked for the Navy. The group I worked for in the Navy was Space and Navigational Warfare. It was SPAWAR. Space, space and Navigational Warfare. SPAWAR. So, so do we was, have a base on the moon? Can you tell me that? Well, I don't know. I think the Air Force knows that. Because like I said, oh. uh, you know, like, uh, the the whole stupid Space Force thing is, is an Air Force. It's one Air Force or one carrier group. It's like one like large, you know, like one complete group. Whatever they they basically just like relabeled them from whatever Air Force group they were to the Space Force. It's just it, it's a rework. It's it's just like just like any other company. It's like okay, you want to make the Space Force? Did you hear about giant hiring for the Space Force? No, because they <laughs> just converted like one group, whatever. Then I thought Spaywar. I was like, I'm in Spaywar. We're gonna be in this. No, it was so. It's Air exactly Force like when a KFC. And a Taco Bell are in the same building. Yes. Uh, do you like that song um, by a Das Racist, KFC and Taco Bell? I'm at no, the but I need to. KFC I need it in my Taco life. It sounds like. Wait, 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 wait. You know Das Racist? No. Das Racist. The, no, the, I don't. the rap group Das Racist, and they have no. a song about being. I'm at the KFC. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination KFC and Taco. Wait, wait. Hello. I'm sorry. Am I educating you on? Am I educating you on um, music right now? It would appear that way. Uh, Writing it down. I das just racist. can't. Das racist. And the song is called Combination. Oh no, I'm sorry. Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Can you can you cue it up? Or, or is that? Uh, I just because of Spotify, I think we might get in trouble with the okay, fine, because fine. it doesn't fall under so, parody. Nope. Fine. So, Dust Racist, uh, Pizza Hut. It's Hut and Taco Bell, right? Is that what it's called? 
Yeah, I yeah. will. Uh, I wrote it down. I'll put it in the show notes so people can check it out. It is a phenomenal. Myself. It's a phenomenal song. Bish, Bishy, you gotta give us some knowledge here. I, <laughs> like, this is this is news I to me. This is all news to me. I just know Das Racist Boo, and people say like Das Racist. No, Das Racist the band. <laughs> like no, I know. But I didn't know it was yeah, a. No, I didn't no, know it was a group a, or a, a band until you brought it up. Yes. I just know I've seen people say like. Oh, that's racist, and they spell it that's like that. Racist. Yeah, no, this is racist. a good. Um, yeah, this is a uh, yeah, and and I, I should have um, sent you some music in advance to play some like DC Gogoho music because DC has their own like I don't know. Does Toronto have their own music? DC has their own genre. Mm, Go-Go. No, t- Toronto's basically just conceded everything to Drake. <laughs> I love oh Drake. God, I love Drake. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, Toronto like used it. to have a really great hip hop scene, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's basically dead now. Mm. So, are we talking about sex addiction? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's right, easy to rabbit trail off. I've been doing that myself. Um, oh, my... So, sex yeah, addiction. I'm gonna have to drop in a couple us. minutes, but yeah, hit us. Hit okay. Us yeah, I'll try to power flash. through these clips. So, no, um, go for it. It can also afflict, afflict children, not oh, just geez. men and women. So. Ladies and gentlemen, for the past several days, we've been screening our nation's schools for signs of sex addiction. The results of our tests are troubling, to say the least. Dr. Tauntaun? In fourth graders, 5% of male students were found to be sex addicts. By sixth grade, the number goes up to 30%. At high schools, nearly 91% of male students answered, what handkerchief? (laughs) We're facing a sex addiction epidemic in our country. Young people all over America are infected and at extreme risk to themselves and to the people around them. They are leading lives of secret pain. And so these infected boys will soon be secretly wishing they could be having sex all the time with lots of different people? It appears so. The poor bastards. But what about us normal healthy adults? Are we at risk of exposure? We don't believe so. In adult males, for whatever reason, sex addiction only seems to be problematic amongst rich, successful celebrities. Oh, yes. So true. Uh, so... So true. Coming, coming, where are these uh, clips from? It sort of sounds like Ryan Reynolds. South Park. That's South Park. Oh, okay. They, uh, back when Tiger Woods got busted, um, cheating on his wife, they made that episode, like, a week or two later. I mean... Uh, okay. Did he, did he, did he, like, Use sex addiction for cheating on his wife. I thought, is that what he used? I think I think he went to therapy for sex addiction after that. Um, I mean, it's okay, but like, if your wife uh, cheated I, I, on you, uh, and and it was because she was addicted to sex, would it matter if she was had an addiction, or would it matter that she cheated on you? Right, and that's the thing. Right. I I put like, um, addiction in most cases is like not really a disease as much as it is a self-control issue which everybody has their own versions of a self-control issue but like that's in my view but i think um well i think some people are much more prone to it than than others but i think um uh, but it's like when it's somebody, like when Randy's like uh, in a different South Park episode where he gets he, he uh, gets a DUI and they he goes has to go to AA and they convince him that he has a disease that it's alcoholism and he starts like thinking he has a worse disease than people with terminal cancer. It's like I have a disease. I mean, Grab me another beer, Stan. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Um, 
you know what? I um I'm uh I feel very fortunate that I don't have addiction issues. And I, I really feel I feel like I can't speak on addiction issues and I've never been really like uh I have a super addictive personality. I don't. I have like I can't even yeah, me neither. follow a whole like television series. I have like the opposite of a of an addictive personality. No, but I I've um even with like substances, even substances I love. Like I love weed. It's great. It's awesome. Um but I um I don't I, Do you listen to I, Tupac? Uh, right. <laughs> I I feel very Ayo. fortunate. Yeah. I feel very fortunate that I don't um uh, yeah, I generally don't have an an personality. I just uh, yeah, you know, I, I think yeah, I think part of it is I think part of it I've never is been into choice, any and substance, I think like maybe I think choice, part of but it like I've been exposed to like other like like right. I, when I was in college, like I knew people that did like pills and they did like coke and they did like whatever you know what was going on at the time, and I just um you know even the stuff that I tried, I just. I'm very fortunate. Like I say, I'm not trying to give myself any credit. I feel very, very fortunate, very fortunate that I have no um, uh, strong addiction issues. Yeah. yeah. Ditto. Well, I, I think it's yeah. uh, the point they make in that South Park episode is yeah. it's like a lot of it's basically it's environmental. So they they're doing this. The CDC like does this study where they have all these chimpanzees and then they dump they throw a bunch of hundred dollar bills on top, like dump them on top of this one chimp. And the chimp like grabs all this money in his hands and just starts humping all the other female yes, monkeys around make him. It rain. <laughs> and immediately just starts humping all the other like, female monkeys. Yeah. And then like a monkey yes. in like uh, what are those mm. things called where you have your hair curled up like in curlers what? in a bathrobe. This like his wife. The monkey's wife hmm. comes out and starts beating him with a nice. with a, a rolling pin. So it's nice. like the the idea is like everyone would have this same with drugs. Like if you're too hmm. poor, if you're a, if you don't have a ton of money, you're probably not going to have a raging cocaine habit because it's an expensive drug. If you're not I like mean... wealthy and successful, you probably won't uh, have a massive. Um, you won't be like sleeping with a bunch of porn stars because you wouldn't be able to. I think that's the idea. Hopefully not. I, I think that's part of it, though. I, I think part of part of it is also the way around, though, right? If you're wealthy and successful, there's a good chance you get some serious drive, right? And, I'll be right back. I need to take a bio break because I've had too much whiskey. Sorry. You guys, carry on. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's like if, you, uh, if you're a certain amount of successful, it's because you don't necessarily have um, a, a self-destructive personality. I would say, I would say you partially, I think you almost do have a self-destructive personality, but it's all about success, right? And that's just another form of success. Yeah, that's, you know, I think I pulled that in one of the South Park clips. It's like Obama gets involved and he's basically saying like, talking to the CDC head and he's like, you're meaning to tell me that men will try to achieve fame and success and money and wealth just so that they can have sex with multiple women? Yeah, they, that, I think that was in the first clip. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's totally true, right? Like that kind of person, that type A person, definitely has that in mind. Well, biologically speaking, I think this uh, sex drive is the motivating factor for most of your decisions. Yeah, of course. There's there's two basic ones: um, survival and replication. So once you got survival covered, right. everything else is all about replication, right? 
Yeah, and that's why like um, we're close to totally breaking the system once we have like VR porn perfected. Have you seen those like horrific looking things they have in like Japan where it's like dudes laying down with VR goggles and like dick pumps? <laughs> dick pumps. I have not, and I'm glad I have not. <laughs> It's crazy. It's like I saw one. It was like ten dudes in a room, and they all have VR and like, uh, mm. like, like jerk off machines. Mm. Mm. But yeah, we're headed that way. What's like as soon as porn, VR porn gets like as good as real Wait. sex, then it's gonna What's be over. What's the female equivalent of the dick pump? Like, what can I go like lay down in a room and? It'd be a literal dick pump, I guess. It'd be like a, <gasps> like uh, instead of what... a pump for your dick, it'd be a di a pump shaped like a dick. Oh, what's uh, that thing I called? Mean, a Sibian. It's a Sibian. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, look it up. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but like, um, no, I just don't think a dick-shaped pump is like dick pound. No, it's not the not the same. <laughs> Where's my joint? Oh, the longest-standing member, right? Wasn't that his name, Dick Pound? Dick Pound, yeah. the longest-standing member. So <laughs> give us your give us your clips on um, hit us. I got I got two ISOs from a nice. BuzzFeed. In, BuzzFeed interviewed a bunch of sex addicts. I got two ISOs Ooh, for that. I love it. I masturbate too much. Every day, too multiple much? times a day, sometimes in public or at the bathroom at work. <laughs> that's too much? That's a, that's a, that's, okay, so, that's a problem. If you're in public uh, or in the bathroom at work, that's a problem. Well, no. In, in public is different than the bathroom at work. Don't you think? I, I feel like there's a big difference between masturbating in public and masturbating in the bathroom at work. Well, are you on a paid break? Are are you on the clock? That's the real question. How, well, how fast can you master? Although getting People paid do to less jerk off is things. not bad. Sperm, yeah, I guess you do get paid like really if you quick. sperm bank. Yeah. yeah how much do they pay you for a load at a sperm bank? I mean, that might need to be yeah, my yeah. supplement income. What's the sperm bank? Not enough. I mean, the the the. Egg there was actually a guy at my university who used to do that, and uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of weird rules. Yeah, like you. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Like yeah. Dietary rules. There's certain things you can well, eat. They want you to dietary be super rules. Young. And... I'm super old. Yeah. They don't want you. Yeah. They don't want you. I. I mean, I would. Could. I couldn't. I'm forty. Eight. Forty-two. They would never want my eggs. My eggs were like shriveled up and old and just old. But scrambled like, uh, eggs. They're, yeah, horrible. But um. <laughs> uh yeah, I think um. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Alright, so the, now I got one more yes. ISO from that. It is. I wish guys would stop considering my sex addiction a turn-on. <laughs> I hear that I mean... Why? <laughs> I wish guys I mean... would stop considering my sex addiction a turn-on. That's so, not an addiction. Like, let's if... No, no. Let's replace sex with something else, like... Tobacco. Would her tobacco addiction be a turn-on? I mean, Never. there is like people that have smoking fetishes. It's like a whole porn okay. genre. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so I guess. Okay, How about so ASMR, I guess, guys? Uh, I guess. That's what I was like. It sounds like. A, is that like, yeah. Some nice. I got some competing ASMR I can whip out, maybe. I guess saying that anything shouldn't be a turn on is weird, right? Because, like, uh, anything. Well, I mean, there's certain you. things that probably shouldn't be a turn on. Like what? Um, Little kids. Oh, Murder. yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but like uh, other things, like. But you know. speaking of just a sidebar, and I don't want to go too far off into this, but like, it is a total epidemic of how many women and some men, but mostly women, like fetishize people like Jeffrey Dahmer, 
and like mm-hmm. listen to true t- true crime podcasts and think it's sexy, like serial killers are sexy, and that's weird. Yeah, that is a little weird. Uh, I mean, the, those podcasts are like the biggest podcasts there are, like three of the yeah, five. Yeah, I mean, no, but I understand, like, underst- I understand, like, liking uh, true, true true crime podcasts for that genre, but like being turned on by it, that's a little um, different. Are we? <laughs> that's different. Are we, yeah, yeah. Are I we mean, do, are we doing uh, ASMR? Ambitious yeah, ASMR hour. Mm. No. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so some good chips. Mm. Yep. Uh, so here's the full BuzzFeed thing in case you... Oh, wait. No, that's not it. No. This is it. Wait, no, that's not it. I don't have it anymore, I guess. What? Do it. Lost Do the it. clip. No, you don't have it. The full, Corrupted uh, file. Come on. It's just loading. It's it's going to give me... It's going to spit out an error message or something crazy. I... Okay, well, you know, later tonight, later tonight, I'm going to uh, go look at Mars. Mars. It's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be closest to the Earth, like until 2033. Oh. And my neighbor has a telescope, and we're going to nice. stand. Okay, I have it. Yeah, do it. Hit it. Hit us. That sounded like you were Hit cracking it. your neck in a really painful way. That wasn't me. That I've lied, me. stolen, and taken advantage of everything to get laid. I'm a sex addict and it's ruining my life. I know this is supposed to be like sad and heartfelt, but the way BuzzFeed does this, especially with the background music, makes me just giggle the whole time. Oh. Mm. Yeah, sex addict. Sex addict rap. I'm a sex addict. I fantasize about strangers taking advantage of me in random public places. Being a sex addict and being in a relationship is a hard combo on the days she doesn't want to have any. I hate that I'm a sex addict. I feel that I'll never have a real relationship because of it. I wish guys would stop considering my sex addiction a turn on. Being a sex addict is not easy. Everyone's always judging. I'm tired of being that creepy guy no one wants to talk to. I'm addicted to sex, but I'm finding myself needing more and more to have an orgasm. My sex addiction has changed me as a person. I can't control the urges and find myself distracted by every beautiful woman that I see. I don't gawk, but I can't help to admire their beauty and body. I'm a sex addict and I don't like being told no. I'm okay until my boyfriend doesn't want me anymore, but then I cry from rejection. I'm a sex addict and it's annoying because it ruins my relationship with girls, even though I don't cheat. No one knows that I'm addicted to porn and I was diagnosed as a sex addict. I pretty much hide porn anywhere I can. I feel like I'm a prisoner in my own body. Been a month without sex and I'm literally shaking, feeling withdrawals and struggling to keep moving forward. I live in fear of commitment because of my sex addiction. I don't want to hurt anyone. I masturbate too much. Every day, multiple times a day, sometimes in public or at the bathroom at work, I'm literally addicted to sex in all forms. I am a diagnosed sex addict. Most people feel like it's not a big deal or a real condition. If only people could understand the hell it causes in my life. It's the sex addiction rap. I mean... I mean, just just put all those people in the same room. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. they'll all figure it out. Uh, I yeah. saw a legend. Who was it? I think it was the Legend of Jeffrey. What is that? Uh, where'd he go? Somebody in the chat. 
Yes, oh. Legend of Jeffrey brought up when I was talking uh. about like girls obsessed with porn. Yeah. He said that he pointed out that's actually another informative murder porn. That was another South Park episode. Oh, they nice. covered that topic. All the parents are like getting off on oh, murder God. porn. Yeah. No, 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 no. Adult murder porn. Yeah, it's like Dateline and yeah. Like, uh, oh, snap killer couples. That's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Adult murder porn. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. My mom was my, like, my so wife and then too. some of yeah. my other friends were get uh were like extras on that show. <laughs> oh my mom is so into that adult murder porn. Like, yeah. The, yeah, all that shit. So weird. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, uh so continuing with South Park, here's a uh mm -hmm. sex addiction therapy meeting. Right, sex addicts. What other destructive behaviors did we engage in which led to our ultimate downfall? Having sex with employees. Sex with employees. Definitely a danger there. What else? Uh, Mr. Clinton. Putting cigars in girls' vaginas. Mm -hmm. Very good, Billy. Cigars Bing. in vaginas. Not the best idea there. <laughs> Watching internet porn all day, every day. Spot on, Charlie Sheen. Excessive internet porn. Porn. Mr. Duchovny, please stop jerking off. In order to make sure we are no longer destroying our lives with any of these behaviors, we must avoid anyone? Avoid getting anyone? Caught. Yes, Michael Douglas, everyone! Getting, getting caught. caught. <laughs> Very good. You are all here in therapy because you got caught. So how do we avoid getting caught? Ben Roethlisberger. Don't screw girls in the public bathrooms. When they uh, ask you for money, pay them. Good, yes. Well, hang on. We shouldn't be learning how not to get caught. We have to take responsibility for our actions. Mm-hmm. So... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Bill Clinton. Right, so what the Back in the day, um, so I was, yeah, I've been living in D.C. for a while, and during the Monica Lewinsky thing... This guy I was dating was working at Starbucks, and he had, uh, even though and we were dating, but he had a crush on Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> and he would um, see her come in to get coffee and stuff, and he would, like, knew what order she wanted and, like, bring her to the front of the line and give her extra give her foam? A drink for free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was weird. It was an extra phone, but it was like whatever she was into. Yeah. It was whatever she was into. It was weird. It was so weird. Such a, like a weird DC thing. But yeah, he really, he found her quite striking. I didn't, I didn't, but I live in, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, whatever. I bet like, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, it makes sense. Like DC is like LA for town, uh, politicians and people that know politicians. It's a very that would small make sense. Town. Yeah, you would just see people all the time. Yes. Yeah. It is a small town. It's weird. Actually, that reminds me though. Yeah. Whatever happened to Anthony Weiner's insurance file? Do we do we even know what happened with that? A lot of New York and a lot of NYPD were committing suicide. Yeah. That all were involved in the laptop. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Sealed indictments coming. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, while we're on the conspiracy route, yeah. uh, Alex Jones. Oh, geez. Sounds like he might have been a sex addict. Uh, here's him talking oh. about when he was 16. Nice. When I was 16, I didn't want to party anymore. <laughs> I didn't want to play games anymore. 
I grew up, I'd already been in the fights, all the big rituals. I'd already had probably, I hate to brag, so I'm not bragging, it's actually shameful, probably 150 women or more. That's conservative. (laughs) That's conservative. I'd had over 150 women. I'd already been in fights with full-grown men. I was already dating college girls by the time I was 15 years old. I was already a man. Holy shit. At 16. What? Wait, what? Wow. It gets wow. even better. It so, gets even better. Do you remember when Trump bombed Syria? Yeah. And Alex Jones like cried on air about how no Trump. Okay, no, I, well I was never a big I was never a big Alex Jones person. So hit me. Oh, you're missing out for sure. Um, but yeah, it, it was like you know after it was like a couple years after Trump was on Alex Jones' show and would call in. Yeah, and stuff, okay. This was. Um, Trump just got pissed. This is actually a, a, a uh, the music in the background in the video is from Ping Trip's uh, YouTube channel. Who he's, okay. his YouTube's great. We've uh, I think we're having him back on the podcast soon. But yeah, this is Alex Jones uh, breaks up with Donald Trump. A little clip from that to hear more about okay. Alex's uh, sex life. Yeah. And now the globalists have got Trump by his huevos. Huevos. And like a big old fat dead seal floating around the South Pacific with its big old fat belly up in the sky. <laughs> it looks like Trump's rolling over. And you know, I thought of Trump as a bigger man than me. But you know what, Trump? Alex Emmerich Jones is bigger than you. Because when the push came to shove, you put your tail between your legs, you crapped your pants. <laughs> That mean I hate your guts, but let me tell you, you ever call me again, I'm going to tell you I'm ashamed of you. And I just look at you and what you've done, you make me want to throw up. And who the hell, who, who cares? Trump never said he didn't like women. <laughs> Trump never said he didn't have six, seven, eight girlfriends they paid off. Hell, you don't think I don't already know all that stuff? I don't want to get killed here by some CIA head team. I'm not going to release stuff that isn't already out, but I mean... There's no video of President Trump sucking a ding dong. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if they were going to blackmail me to start World War III, wow. about one, I'd say, hey, I sucked a ball, golf ball through a freaking wow. garden hose. Yeah, give me a break, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I like women, not men. And if I like wow. men, I'd be proud of it. That I have a lot of <laughs> But I ain't oh, ever shit. been in bed with no man. I've been in bed with probably 300 women. And you sons of wow. bitches sit there and you yeah. play these games and I'm sick of it. Huh. Man, I yeah. am pissed right now. Man, I am I ain't never been the real in bed news with no is, man. Yeah, that's I've been in bed with about three hundred women. Yeah. I think the real him. news here though is is he peaked at around sixteen. Yeah. yeah. That's intense. I was dating college girls when I was fifteen years old. I'd have a line of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's like as far as um, I I don't think there's been a I don't think there's a more entertaining person living on the planet. No, I think not, it, you'd no, be hard pressed to find somebody even close to Alex's part, like caliber. Yeah, he's yeah. Anyway, sorry guys, I had to drop, but uh, oh, yeah. you got to go. Okay. Keep it alive yeah, cool. and uh, smash on, guys. No, I gotta, I gotta no worries. Drop we got too. Uh, we got two clips left, so. I'll uh, finish okay, him up with DC him, Girl, and we can yeah, get out of here. Thanks for hanging, Bishop. All right, Thank thanks. Take care. Go, go for it. Okay, so uh, CDC briefs Obama on the current sex addiction crisis. 
Mr. President, in every test, the results were the same. It appears that money has a direct effect on the virus's ability to develop. So we must keep our nation's youth away from money and success. No good, Mr. President, because we've learned that sex addicts will find ways to make money and become successful in order to feed their addiction. You mean boys will start working towards being rich and successful just so they can one day have sex with lots of women? Yes. That's why we decided to look at the cash itself for clues. We tried to find something in the $100 bills that could explain why this is happening now. Then we looked at the backside and found this. Independence Hall, the birthplace of our country. We believe something is happening in Independence Hall that gives money its power over men. Independence Hall, Independence Day, aliens. Gentlemen, I might know what's causing the sex addiction outbreak. This is highly classified, but in 1947, a flying saucer was discovered in Roswell, New Mexico. Two deceased alien bodies were recovered and hidden from public knowledge. They carried a virus with them. A virus that apparently was only barely stopped from spreading all over the country. And you think these aliens could be back with a new virus? One originating from Independence Hall, causing rich, successful men to have sex with lots of women? It's the only explanation that makes any sense. So yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> no, I think uh, it, it, a lot of the jokes in this work so much better visually because you're just seeing every every like all the men um, like are all in like in this uh, like big conspiracy together to try to make people think that they're not all sex sex addicts when really hold it's on every. Hold on one second. Hold it. Hold it. <laughs> you son of a piece of garbage! I hate you! My listeners hate you! And remember that scumbag forever! I will be... You know what? I will go to, I will go to hell before I sit here and I watch this country and the world turned over to these savages. I'm done, I'm pissed, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. You, let me tell you something, you filthy traitors in the government, you pieces of crap. You are the most degenerate, twisted, mentally ill people I've ever seen. You still gone there, Disha girl? I'm okay. Okay. Not feeling great, but I'm I was okay. eating jalapenos during the break. <laughs> I'm okay. All right, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. Here. Yeah, I think we need to wrap up because I'm. Um, Is the whiskey yeah, getting good. to you? Yeah, the whiskey's getting to me. Uh oh, drink some water. Yeah, I will. All right, I'm. I'll be. I'll be quick. I got. I got. Uh, <laughs> got one more clip, and then we'll let everybody yes, go for it. the upcoming hit the debate. Entrance is clear, Mr. President. Oh, huh. I was like, who are these people yelling? Mr. President, you aren't safe here. Let us handle this. Never. Right side clear. We must be careful. The alien could have cast some kind of spell of invisibility. Which would mean that the alien is also a wizard. They wish. Yes, it explains everything. A wizard alien would be able to cast a spell on our species, causing no. all the men to become sex addicts. Enough! <laughs> we have to find the wizard yes. alien and break his spell. 
Okay, okay, all right, all right. Hang, hang on, guys. I mean, come on, this is getting a little ridiculous. Wizard alien. We all know what's going on here, don't we? Whenever a story breaks about some rich, famous guy going around and having sex with tons of girls, we all want to act like we don't understand it, but we do. We're guys, oh, you know? Yes. Our, our brains are wired to strive to be the alpha male and get all the women we can. I mean, look where we are. Even, even Benjamin Franklin screwed everything that moved because he could. <laughs> we don't have to condone what these rich, famous people do, but oh, yes. we can at least admit that given the same temptations and opportunities that somebody like Tiger Woods has, <laughs> a lot of us guys might do something similar. Yeah, right. So then uh, Obama so then Obama has him uh, has him killed. Yes. We have a turd in the punch bowl. Yes. Turd in the punch bowl. Hey, what are you doing? No, no, come on! Where are you taking me? Ten city blocks have been shut down because an alien is believed to have taken refuge here in Independence Hall. By all accounts, the alien is also a wizard who could very easily <laughs> be the cause of the outbreak of sex addiction in our country. Yes. So, um, that's, that, that's <laughs> yes. South Park episode sums up my thoughts on sex addiction, but I'd be curious okay, to good. hear yours before we get out of here. Or we can call my, it a night. Uh, if we... <laughs> my thoughts on sex addiction. I mean, oh, geez. I'm, um, you know, I'm, um, <clears throat> fortunate to not have any, um, addictive tendencies really when it comes to anything. So. But I, I can certainly um, empathize and imagine how uh, anybody can be addicted to anything, and I, I, I don't um, judge people or, uh, you know, uh, th think lesser of anybody that has any kind of addictive tendencies. I, I just, um, I mean, nobody in my family, I mean, I'm just very fortunate that, like, just, uh, just, you know, there's just not a lot of it. I, I mean, I can't even get like super involved in like a television series. I have like no addictive tendencies. It's very, very like I could tell you like the three television series where I watched every episode, like where I really got hooked. Like, What's I the opposite to, like... of addictive? Would you say that? Yeah, it's weird. It's like I have like. Is there no, a word for that? Like, I just I don't I don't get really into this. Okay, it's so, like the uh, I watched um all of weeds uh years after weeds was on and i watched all of my so-called life because my so-called life was like really big when i was growing up so like but yeah I'm, i've never been um hooked or addicted to, to anything i guess i'm and i and i'm very fortunate for that so yeah well um <laughs> and you're wonderful Yes, thank you again for coming. Yeah, and thank I'm, you to I'm Bishop. So glad to um, be on. Yeah, we will, so Smashcast will be linked. Smashcast and on the website as well yes. as Das Racist. Uh, what was the name ah, of the song? Das I just Racist. wrote down Das Racist. And who was was, was Das Racist the one that wrote the uh, uh, Pizza Hut Taco Bell? Or, that's what no. you told me. So that's what I wrote yeah, down. They're they're the ones. Okay, good, good. Yeah, link them. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Amazing. And, great, uh, great hanging with you. Do you guys have Twitters or anything that I can uh I don't have a Twitter. We, Twitter. we just have the NAS. I can give you, give our NAS links. I don't think we have a Twitter link. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Cool. No agenda social links. Is it smashcast.com? Yes. It's us. It's a oh smashcast.squarespace.com, I think. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Smash, yeah. I have, I have the link. I'll, yeah. I'll find it. 
Yeah, smashcast.squarespace.com uh, or smashcast DC's girl or smashcast bishop, wherever you get your podcast. If you search for smashcast DC girl or smashcast bishop, you'll find it wherever you get your wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Google, Spotify, iTunes. And when did you say we can expect the next episode sometime this month? Um, I think we're going to do it in a, in a week or two. It's going to be all about breakups and the, the stages of breakups and what to, what to do and not to do when you're going through a breakup. And yeah, so Hell it'll be yeah. like very sad. <laughs> well, usually your podcast so, is really funny, so maybe it's good to change it up and do a sad one once in a while. I think I think we, we have fun. So I, I like to do research and yeah, it'll be fun. Awesome. I'm gonna give you the whole load today. Well, uh, yes. Smashcast and everything so you need fun. to find. Yeah, everything yes. you need to find. DC Girl Bishop will both be in the show notes and their podcast. And thanks again. I'm gonna play us out with this clip. And you have a good night. Sweet. Drink some water, DC Girl. I will. All right. <laughs> Peace. Talk to you soon. Later. What? We are healed. We watched as sex addiction ran rampant through our country. It devastated families. But once again, our great country has risen up as one. The wizard alien is dead. Sex addiction is no more. And if a rich celebrity is caught again trying to screw lots of women, we will know it isn't because men are just like that. It's because a wizard alien has cast his mighty spell. Whoa. Dad! It happened again! More of my creamy goo came out. Oh, well, uh, that's okay, Butters. Remember what we talked about? Sometimes our happy, creamy feeling just gets so full it comes out at night. I was having happy dreams about a girl. All right, Butters, it's, it's happy feelings. Let's just not talk about it. Okay, Dad! While you're asleep, involuntary ejaculations will sometimes occur when your genitals become stimulated by your clothes or sleeping position, resulting in orgasm and ejaculation. Every time I wake up in bed I check my drawers and I shake my head It happened again More pants ruined Doesn't mean a thing Everybody creams their pants Some days Yeah, I know
Wet dreams are normal. However, excessive wet dreams may need to be addressed by a doctor. Talk to your doctor. If you still have questions, your doctor can reassure you about wet dreams and what is normal. Call or make an appointment. Raise your concerns. Wet dream. 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 A B S N A six the number P A C K dot com.